This week's episode is sponsored by Jagged Edge Productions and ITN Studios' Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey 2. Only in theaters, March 26th to March 28th. The suspenseful and thrilling sequel to last year's immense hit, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, amplifies the gore factor with ten times the number of kills to put fans both new and old at the edge of their seats. After Christopher Robin reveals their existence, Winnie the Pooh, Piglet, Tigger, and Owl land on the endangered species list as hard targets. Unwilling to hide in the shadows, the ultimate scream team embarks on a murderous rampage through the town of Ashdown to get their revenge on Christopher Robin, once and for all. So don't miss out, and mark your calendars to catch the limited engagement of Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey 2, only in theaters March 26th to March 28th. Tickets are available now. This is the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. Hello? Boils and ghouls, lock your doors and strap yourselves in from Los Angeles, California. Bloody Disgusting presents the Boo Crew Podcast. Horror news, commentary, reviews, interviews, and more with your hosts, Lauren and Trevor Shand and Leone D'Antonio. Hi there, it's Trevor, and on behalf of myself, Lauren and Leo, welcome home to your Boo Crew. It is so great to have you here with us. We hope you're doing absolutely fantastic. One of our most favorite filmmaking forces is the magic concocted by David Yaravesky and costume designer Autumn Steed. From their truly inventive work in tons of music videos, viral shorts, and extraordinary mind-altering features including The Hive and Brightburn, everything they do is a joyous and terrifying shock to the system. David and Autumn are bringing you along on the journey through their latest masterpiece, Nightbooks, in celebration of the film's one-year anniversary. Watch along with all of us in this exclusive feature-length commentary. Explore the never-before-heard stories behind the unforgettable wardrobe, set design, and bringing this incredible tale to life. Discover countless behind-the-scenes secrets, concepts, and Easter eggs. David takes you along with him on his initial pitch to producer Sam Raimi, working alongside Michael Abels on the brilliant sonic personality of this world, overcoming the challenges of creating the whole thing during the frenzy of the pandemic in its early days using VR headsets and so much more. We love these two and this remarkable film, and we are so excited to share episode 362 featuring director David Yarvesky and costume designer Autumn Steed for Nightbooks. Now slaying. Go ahead, scream. That's all we need. Another victim crawls onto the gurney for a Boo Crew autopsy. Hey, I'm Leo. I'm Lauren. I'm Trevor, and welcome to a very special edition of Bloody Disgusting's Boo Crew. We are so excited to be hosting a feature commentary for an extraordinary film celebrating its one-year anniversary at time of recording this. It is called Nightbooks. It is perhaps the greatest family horror film ever made. A beautiful celebration of the genre, put together with passion and reverence. Every frame is filled with 
with painstaking detail and care. There's an emotional arc that soaks right into your heart. The characters and performances are unforgettable and iconic. It is tethered by Kristen Ritter's mesmerizing portrayal of the witch Natasha, who seems to spend eternity luring children into her magical apartment where they are forced to tell scary stories to stay alive. Winston Fegley stars as Alex, a young horror-obsessed writer who is held captive along with his new friend Yasmin, played by Lydia Jewett. For this exclusive commentary, we're so honored to be joined by two of our favorite storytellers. He is an acclaimed, award-winning filmmaker who's crafted viral comedy shorts, music videos for the world's biggest and most innovative artists, including Korn. In 2014, he released a breakout horror film, The Hive. Thrilling achievements in the world of VR cinematics, he's contributed to the Marvel Universe and delivered his own dark take on superhero mythology with 2019's frenetic nightmare, Brightburn. His imagination is so vast that every journey he takes the viewer on is a neurological shock to the system designed to inspire. He is the director of Nightbooks, David Yarvesky. Also here with us is an extraordinary costume designer who has built the worlds of Adam Green's Holliston, the Nerd Culture YouTube Collective, Team Unicorn, Crypt TV's absolutely insane Glamdora show, a personal favorite, and countless short films and projects. In 2019, through her work on Brightburn and the ingenious designs for the main character Brandon, her work transcended into pop culture and earned the ultimate honor. It became a Halloween costume. It's the muse of cosplayers, artists, and fans all over the world who connected with it immediately. In Nightbooks, her ultimate achievement, it is her creations that are up front and center. They enrich the experience of the film and elevate character by telling their own stories in ways we haven't seen on screen before. She is Autumn Steed. David and Autumn, thank you so much for taking the time to do this with us. Yeah. <laughs> what an intro. Oh my yeah, God. I, well deserved, you guys. My God. I swear, you're, I, 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 if I made money, I would hire you to introduce me at every <laughs> every uh, screening event. It's very weird to hear people talk about you when you're sitting here. Isn't it? I bet. It is weird, yeah. That's why, that's why I like hide behind screens so you don't, you don't have to see me when I'm doing it. It's, it's also when you say it like that, I'm like, wow, you're, uh, yeah, you're fancy. Yeah. <laughs> well. He yeah. is, and you are. Yeah. 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 So uh, That sounds impressive. It is very impressive. So you listening, you can take part by watching along with us. I'm going to sync everyone in with a countdown. Uh, if you get Nightbooks up on your Netflix account, set right to the beginning at zero, zero. So b- before we get going, though, David and Autumn, if you could just talk a bit about how you ended up going from Brightburn to Nightbooks and working alongside Sam Raimi on this project, just to begin with. Sure. Oh, yeah, I'll tell you. Uh, uh, it was super interesting because I really didn't know what I was going to do next. You know, I didn't know if we were going to make another Brightburn or if I, I didn't know. I didn't. I had no idea. And uh, suddenly there's like this conversation about a, a, a pandemic that's going to happen. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and is it, re- you know, is this really going to be a thing or not? I don't know. Who knows? And um, like right, right before it became a thing. Uh, I looked at my email and I, I it was like, hey, the, here a script just came in and said Sa- Sam Raimi, you know, Ghost House Productions, Sam Raimi producing. And I was like, yeah, OK, I'm doing it. I'm in. Like, I was like, this is what I'm going to do. And then I kept reading the email and it said like Netflix family. And I was like, what? <laughs> 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 and, and I was like so torn. I was like, I, what? what is this? I literally, start, I've, I rarely ever do this. I just start reading the script immediately. I start reading the script. I read the whole script. I went to Autumn and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to do this movie or not. I don't know. I'm not sure. 
And then sh- you read it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did, is that what I said to you? I said, yeah, I, you're like, I don't know. You know, I was family, I don't know. And I was, he's like, well, you read it. And I read it. And I was like, yeah, you're, that movie is about you. You're you were definitely crying. going He's, to do that. Wow. Yeah, got emotional. Yeah, cried. Yeah, yeah, she cried. And she was like, you have to do this movie. And, and I said, then I got a little emotional. And I was like, I was like, one of the main reasons why I think I need to do this movie is because I think you need to do the costumes for this movie. And if I don't do this movie, you won't do the cost. You know what I mean? You won't do the costumes for this movie. And that was the only reason, but that was a real reason that, you know, and, and then, and then I was like, sure. Okay. And then I'll tell you one more really quick story. Yeah, of course. Of course. Okay. Um, so you you encouraged me. You were really like you got to do it. Yeah. You believed you believed I had to do it. I felt like I kind of I had to do it. And so they said, "Look, you you know, you're you're going to compete against other directors." It wasn't like a straight offer. It was like uh, there's going to be there's going to be multiple directors yeah. pitching on this and the best take wins. That's their plan. I said, "Okay, cool." Who am I going to pitch to? Well, you're going to pitch to Netflix. I was like, "I'm not going to pitch to Sam." You're not going to pitch to Sam. Okay, great. I never want to have to pitch <laughs> to Sam. <laughs> so because so much of my pitch was like, look, Sam's movies like inspired me as a kid, made me want to make movies and helped me find who I was as a person in the world. And I thought that there was some sort of like beautiful torch passing thing happening if I'm now a, a horror filmmaker and uh, now Sam's producing this and I can make this thing that can sort of pass the baton to hopefully the next generation of people who tell stories or horror movies or mm-hmm. wh- whatever, whatever medium that is. I thought it would just be like this beautiful thing. So there's a huge chunk of my of my presentation, which was almost two hours, almost a two hour pitch uh, um, that is about m- my me being a huge fan of Sam's. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it was like photos of me as a kid. I mean, I really dig into it, right? <laughs> Anyways, I get I, I I give my presentation. I don't know how it went with other people. I I think they're like I don't I don't know who was for who was again. I don't know what it was, but they were like Sam needs to see the presentation, so you have to present to Sam tomorrow or whatever. Is know, this like, on Zoom? Is this all on Zoom? All on Zoom because this is at this point total. Yeah, so this is well, this is bizarre just in that sense too. Right? Very strange to yes, especially you give a two hour presentation to like to a wall. <laughs> you know, you're like yeah, it's very odd feeling, but but I've, I I feel like I've I've gotten quite comfortable with it now. Now I almost prefer it after the experience here. But but um, but so then I'm meet Sam Raimi for the first time over Zoom and I, there's a part of me kind of freaking out because I'm a like a part oh. of you yeah that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, adorable uh, <laughs> uh, fair enough uh, there's a big part of me that it, so I was very excited to to do the presentation and I um, I said something like you know I wasn't supposed to give you this presentation like, like I did not know you'd be here yeah. like I didn't know that you would hear this. It's a little embarrassing, you know, or something. And then as I'm going through that part of the of the pitch, he's just like, it's it's actually like he's being very flattered by it. He almost like became emotional about it, you know, because he he saw that he directly inspired someone who's now working for like he saw himself in in the I think in the chain link, 
in some That's way. beautiful, yeah. yeah. You know? And it was like kind of like a sweet moment we were having between us, you know? And and over Zoom, which is weird. And it just got like, I was like, it was it was a very uncomfortable thing to <laughs> to uh, to present, and then but I got to the end, and he was so gracious and awesome about it, and he got to the end, and and it, it I just I, I hung up, I, we, we you know he said thank you, would I hung up, and I was like, oh wow, I'm gonna do a movie with Sam Raimi. That's I, like I just I knew it. I sat in that room for like ten minutes, just staring at the wall, going, I think I'm gonna make a movie with Sam Raimi. That's crazy. Wow. Did they tell you who you're competing against? No, 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 I had no idea. And it didn't, it didn't matter. Like to me, it didn't matter. And the truth is, is that I never felt like I was competing against anyone. Yeah. Cause, Cause sometimes I read scripts. I'm like, I'd be good for this or, or I could make this movie. I read this and I was like, this is about me. Like Alex was me like in, in, in the, in the, in the, um, script. I think it was a Freddie, maybe it was a Freddie Krueger shirt or something. Mm-hmm. We had maybe I think yeah. we had trouble licensing Freddie yeah, or something. Get, yeah. We couldn't we couldn't get it in the pandemic. Like it was a problem. And I read it. And I was like, I, I like I wore a Freddie Krueger shirt to school. Like it, it, the way it started, it started with him at school, and it described him like walking in school with like a Freddie Krueger shirt and ripped jeans. And I was like, you're describing what I wore. Like this is me. This is like exactly who I was as a kid. I need to tell this story. Like no one else can tell this. I just felt like no one else could tell this story. It felt very unique to me. So, so I didn't feel really like I was competing. I felt like this is my movie. getaway. Yeah. 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 And then how long was it till you heard back and you guys were off to, off to Toronto making this thing? Okay. Honestly, it was a, it was a, it was a while. It was grueling and it was tough. Like we'd go on walks every day and I'd be like, I wonder what'll happen. What's happening? Like I really wanted it. Like, 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 so I went from like, I don't know if I'm going to do this movie because I was scared of the material. I was scared of the third act. The third act scared the, can I say shit? Yeah, of course. It scared the shit out of me. It was so, it's such a, it's so like, you know, it gets, it it gets so weird, you know, I was so scared to like, to be so grounded and then to get, you know, to be in this sort of Hansel Gretel thing, you know, so I was scared of that to go from that to being like every day, you and me just walking, walking the streets of Burbank. Yeah. I yeah. think you I probably, probably saw yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you did. Yeah, that was us. Six. Pacing. Yeah. Yeah, Pacing, yeah. just trying to stay sane, like, oh my God, I still haven't heard of anything today. I don't know what's happening. And, the, you know, and then once, once we, once we booked it and we were like, yay, we were like, but is this really going to get made? Because, you know, we were talking about May 2020, right? Yeah. Oh, in the thick of everything, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. Like pre-vaccination, pre... It was just like, everyone stay home. No one's filming anything. And we're like, we're leaving in a month to go to Toronto, apparently? Okay. Sure. Yeah. And so we just kept being like, well, we'll take the next step and see what happens. We'll yeah. take the next step, you know? And that was... It was like... It was surreal. It was like... Okay, I guess, I guess we're getting on the plane now. They're letting us on the plane. All right, we're in Canada. They're letting us. They're letting us through the like it, literally each single step at that point. Each single step I was think un- I, unknown, right? I, I was a hundred percent unknown. I think that I was a. Uh, I believe that I was, if not the first, one of the very first of uh, filmmakers to go to Canada because when I got to the border, the the border was like, "What are you doing here?" Yeah, they're like, there's a pandemic going on. Why are you here? They almost didn't let her in. It almost became an international incident. I was like, wow, it'd be, it'd be, it, was a, it was a thing. It was a wow. whole thing. Because I said to I said to the border, I was like, I was like, Netflix is trying to see if they could shoot a movie during this pandemic. 
they sent us as we're the production that Netflix is trying here. And if she can't get in the country, I'm leaving with her. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not being separated from my wife yeah. in the middle of a pandemic and this international thing. And I was like, we had lawyers on the phone. We had the whole thing. And, and they, they eventually let us through with hours of sitting in the air. Oh my God. Oh, it, was, yeah. it was terrifying. Yeah. Each step of the way, like it, will this happen? Will we get shut down? Will this not work? Like, so I never really thought that we were going to finish the movie until we finished the movie. That is crazy. <laughs> what a story. Scary, yeah. It was crazy. Oh, all right. Well, let's uh let's sync up this movie. Oh, yeah. We okay. got lots to talk about here. All right, so we're going to start the commentary now. So, you listening, I've got the movie up from Netflix, set it to 00. zero. I'm going to give you a 3 2 1 play. So, we're going to do it now. 3 2 1 play. All right. Perfect. Here we are. Even just seeing the ghost house pictures at the beginning of something you've done must send chills up your spine. It did. It actually did. The first time time I watched a cut, it was there. By the way, I'm going to forgive you for having uh, motion smoothing on your (laughs) Please, Please do. Please do. We've never watched any movies on this TV before. Yeah, I I give. Yeah, right. It's not set up for ultimate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I used to. I've very much given a lot of people. Like, I went to. there was a post house I worked at that, or, or that we did something with that were showing us the movie with like the frame averaging on like this. And I was like, are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> so we saw the lost boys poster in oh, there. Yeah. We've seen all sorts did, of like, did, did you see dead alive. I wanted to make sure I had a dead alive poster. Oh, yeah. Peter Jackson, nightmare on Elm street. Elm street. Like, yeah. Yeah. There's a lock and key in there, but that's not cause that was not oh, in his drawer. There's lock and key. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what else? Uh, I had pictures of my room uh, at that age, and I, I, I tried to get them to match as many. Of oh, that's, oh, that's awesome! So cool. And the Fangoria that that was in there. Do you know what what issue was that in particular? Or just uh, grab what, whatever. Uh, I, I picked them out because, I, but I don't remember. And and my room was covered in Fangoria, so I, I, I actually don't remember which one. It, um, Where'd you find the the parents? They were they were totally just like cast, you know, like local yeah. casting. Yeah. Um, but those are my, my pajamas. Those are my pajamas. Those are my pajamas. Literally, literally yeah. pajamas. I still wear them all the time. They're That's my favorite pajamas. And immediately, I mean, we we're thrown into these characters through the costume design right away. Like if you look at Alex's jacket, you have all these cool patches. Were like what? What are we seeing? Autumn? Like is it? It's like books and things like that, right? Well, kind of. Yeah, it was. You know, in your mind, what you want to do versus what you can get clearance for is um, just wildly <laughs> totally different, different. And, um, and you know, our producers really wanted him to, because he was also a writer, so it was trying to wrap up, like, trying to tie in um, horror and writing um, with those patches. And so, like, the, you know, the skull... The, the bigger one with the skull, those are actually like feather, you know, like writing pens. Um, and so everything is like horror-esque and writing. Right. But you also, we also like, if you, like th- th- there's a whole story told in his costume. Yeah. Because, you know, it's a story about, like, you know, him losing himself and his own like identity in a way and sort of like re- refinding it. And so, 
And so, like, all these things are full of his personality. This is all her. I, I'm just speaking for you, so you can totally... No, no go for it. <laughs> uh, uh, um, but all this is so much of his identity. But the second he gets taken here... By the way, this was all the first day of filming. Uh, this was the first thing we shot in the whole movie. But, <laughs> but, but once he ends up in this next room, uh, he starts wearing, like, the clothes of, like, the other lost kids. Yeah, yeah. And he, he just blends it. Like, he, he, his... It, who he is just sort of dissolves. And what you'll see is once he finally like re re like, I, I, I don't know. Himself. Yeah. He refines himself. Like he puts his clothes back on and then he has that cool Alex Pardee shirt or whatever yeah. that he's wearing. Nice. And so it's like, he really like, like refines himself. So you sort of can track his whole arc on in his clothing. That's beautiful. And the, the other thing that, that I wanted to say about what was so clever about, what you did with his writing was we were like, cause, cause Netflix had a lot of ideas of like, you should have a typewriter or a pen or a bit you stuff like that. And, and you were like, let's look at like writers that he would be really big fans of. So we looked, we found old pictures of like Stephen King and, yeah. and, and try to like match and get a little inspiration. Sure. For what he would wear from like old, old Stephen King images. Um, instead of, of just the obvious, right. Instead yeah. of like, here's a pen. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I wanted to know about the so this bedroom is spectacular. That bed, did you guys yeah. build that custom. bed? I've never seen anything like it. Totally custom build. Yes, and the the idea was so I told you I was afraid of Act Three, right? Yeah, and a piece of Act Three that scared me, that terrified me was it. it you know, it it always felt random to me. It, it, you know, that that the Hansel and Gretel thing. So, so when I came in, I was like, I want to tell a bigger story about the mythology of this world in the environment. Mm. And so all of the custom pieces, like the bed, the, the, the murals on the walls and stuff, actually tell you the story of how this place came to be and where the power comes from and all that stuff. So that when you finally got there, it didn't feel random. It felt like just the... That you've kind of been knowing it all along subconsciously, the right? natural extension of it. And so a piece of it is that that witches from... Like, the Hansel and Gretel story comes from, you know, like like the a time, you know, with the Grimm's fairy tales and all that stuff. But it's like this barbarian style from that period. So it's like this German barbarian history and so we went way into the styling and we found this bed in like this barbarian kind of place a, a bed like it yeah you know? and then used it as inspiration to sort of have our own illustrations and tell our own our own our own story the, the unfortunate thing is you can't see inside it because inside is all muralized no also. way oh wow. where is this bed my kids would kill for yeah. that bed and it's this like enchanted forest with all these witches in the forest oh, like cool. hidden in the trees and stuff and we got to talk about her first her her first costume Please here talk about autumn it. talk about it uh, yeah i um i wanted it to be you know like mixing that sort of big evil you know sort of like it's either a hood or um you know a, a cloak or something like that but that was just more modern and fun and i worked with um this designer lesia um and it's all like the the dress part is all out of like like fishnet and that that um 
you know, all the black stuff is just like torn up like plastic type of material. Huh. And um, and it was so like the the design of it. One of the things that like when I showed Kristen, she was just like, oh, my God. Yes. And she put it on and it just was like, I mean, it just it was amazing. Like <sighs> I loved obviously loved, loved that that outfit. Is that a wig or did she dye her hair that color? It's a wig. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And did you, Autumn, did you design her looks? I mean, because she has so many iconic looks throughout the movie. Did you did design them on a macro level? Like kind of follow her arc and the arc of the story and um, kind of the, um, I guess, the transition from each outfit? Or did you just focus on each scene and give her a unique look for each scene? I mean, I, in general, like to to more tell a story, you know, like. Um, I mean, part of it is, you know, you, I mean, you have to balance like, okay, this is the set, the colors, and you have to work with that. But there definitely was an overall, like, you know, because she was a little girl who also got kidnapped. So to me, her witch, her costumes would kind of be like a repressed kid, like, Mm, you know, a child um, who got all the power making, you know, her her crazy witch costumes. And I tried to do like, obviously when we meet her, I wanted that to be just like the biggest, most impactful. And also for the silhouette to be scary. Yeah. You know, like the shadow to be like, wait, what is that? And then, oh, like, that's oh. interesting. You know, and David, you could actually pull the microphone even closer oh, to you. Yeah, yeah. No, it's all good. I was just, I was just thinking <clears throat> I miss, I miss Lenore. I miss oh, like, yeah, working Lenore. on her. I so miss. what's the deal with Lenore? Is it any part of that digital? I mean, must some of it so must much, be digital. Yeah, a right? bunch of it was. Di- yeah, I mean, that's all digital. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's a pretty substantial mix of of practical and digital. And honestly, the like, like it, it, it's it's it, it was a tough thing to achieve. I mean, I, I you know the, the 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 way the cat was written in the book and written in the script when I got it was like, it's a, a like an orange cat and it, it sounded a lot like the cat for, Oh, see, there you go. I love that stuff on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. But so like, so like this hallway that, okay. I forgot. We, we trimmed that. So we paced up that scene, but he turns down the hallway, that whole hallway that he just comes down is, I mean, you can see the walls here. Yeah. I, there are murals everywhere. Um, um, like someone came in and actually like painted all those for you. And then we, wow. we designed all the murals and they all tell like a story of like you know just a witch coming from from like the time in which you know it, the suggestion is of course that like you know that the Hansel and Gretel the Hansel and Gretel story is sort of is sort of based on um, this real witch yeah you know that existed yeah. and so and so now was any of that in the original script or was that the elements you were like wait a sec I no, gotta kind of no. want this to make more sense in in a different way yeah it's it's stuff that I I tried to bring to it I uh, to try to ground it in a kind of and in a kind of reality, in a kind of reality, you know, because it, 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 there's the, the, the struggle with a movie like this inherently is that people don't want don't think about reality. So, like, when I started meeting and talking to people about this movie, working on this movie, it, production design, you know, all, all the visual stuff, it was always like Tim Burton, like Tim Burton is like, like, like implanted his vision into everyone's minds. So when you think dark fantasy, 
it's only Tim Burton. That's who you think of like slanted hallways yeah. and yeah. black and white checker boxes. Yes. And like, it, yes. What he's done is amazing. I mean, but but I didn't want this to be like a wannabe Tim Burton movie. I wanted it to be its own thing. And so and so to me, after reading the script, I was like, the writers did an incredible job. The the author did an incredible job. I think that you know they did great. But I, I really wanted to try to plant it in in a kind of reality as much as possible and just lean into that aspect of it. Like, what what would this be like if it were real? And try to make it as real as possible. And and so we pulled a lot from that. One of the things that you're saying that you were just talking about with her outfits, and you'll see this as a theme, is that the, the thing that you and I would secretly say to each other is she's not a witch. She's a little kid pretending to be a witch that has magic power. She's just like a grown-up <laughs> little kid yeah. who's like playing dress up with magic and not really a witch. And, and, but like when we were first talking to people, when we were to Netflix, when people were conceiving, it was just like this grand witch thing, you know, like it, it, it took that level of like reality to help yes. find the real, the, 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 I don't know, the unique thing in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Working, and, working with Winslow and uh, Lydia, being the two kid actors, was there a challenge? Because you know you, you could only work with them so many hours a day, right? I mean, yeah. Is there a challenge to rush the rush the production? And you probably got a mask on, and you're yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah if you're even was, there, right? That was cr- that was crazy. Yes, let me answer that question right after this. I just want to say, I walked into this set. Oh, this set! Oh my god, so awesome. <sighs> so we built the bottom floor, and then we uh, the, we built the first two floors, and then at the top. It's the second floor, like redressed, but we fully built those first two floors and then everything else digital set extension. Oh my God. And it goes all the way around. And the first time I walked into that set, I was like, um, this set before the digital set extension, <laughs> just the set to build it cost more than double my first move. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. <laughs> was it one of the first sets that you got to see? Uh, this was the no. Last. This was like the last. Set. Well, okay, wow. But they were watching them slowly <laughs> build it over time. Slowly, slowly build it over time. Are those all real books? Well, the first two floors are. Yeah, yeah. that was the. That they was told the me most expensive. That was the most expensive part. Yeah, of the whole I can imagine. Oh my god, still massive. Yeah, that archway is, is that that archway actually made of books that they yeah. walk through. Yes, that is rad. Yeah, dude. it was all real. It was all practical. Oh. I, I that was the other thing is that fantasy. Dark fantasy now has totally leaned into like let's just green screen everything yeah. and and let's just add these crazy environments and we'll, we'll figure it out in post and I was like no I want to build I want to build I want to build I want to be in real environments we're dealing with kids I want them to be able to see and hold and walk around I want them to be wowed and so I just I just tried to you know m- make make it real <laughs> you know as much as possible um um, and sort of defy the the conventions that are happening right now with that, you know. Like, just throw up some blue screens and make everything crazy. Right, and, right. Uh, you know, what if what if this window looked out into space and there's a planet that flew by? And what if this? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, what if dragons flew by? What if everything? Sure, That's you know. Um, oh, but so to answer your question about kids they were amazing to work with there's certainly challenges like the amount of hours i had with him he's in every scene he's in 100 percent of the scenes of the movie so how many hours i had with him per day that was tough um um 
and they they had an interesting they it was really watching it was sweet watching them kind of become like best friends throughout the yeah course of making the movie they like became they they developed the relationship that they have in the movie you know? right they were great they were great they were great so they like they really i mean another iconic look is about to enter the uh <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this might be my favorite. Yeah. It's this and then the her last look yeah. that I just... This is amazing. Yeah, I definitely... Um, you know, I obviously couldn't bring any of my crew that I normally work with up there, so it's all new people. And, um, and Kristen and my crew, like, it was very... Uh, the perk of working with Dave, obviously, is like, you know, he's... I don't know, we're each other's biggest cheerleaders. So I'm like this. And he's like, yeah, cool. You know, d- yeah. I, it, like is always cheering me on. But I was like, what if it was like, you know, cause she's coming in from the rain, like, but like, you know, a Jetsons raincoat. And so like, I just very p- poorly sketched that up and had that idea. And I love when it, cause sometimes you have an idea and, and you have it made and you're like, wow, that looks horrible (laughs) um nothing like what i was hoping for and that just took a couple tweaks but i yeah i loved 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 it's incredible and i don't think we can in like she's got she's got crazy sunglasses on too right in that scene that like make a quick appearance yeah there's a there's so much of a lot of her outfits that you actually can't see which happens in i mean lots of movies you know that's that's pretty normal. But um, like her shoes were really fun, had like wing patches on them. <laughs> oh my like, God. Awesome. It was. And what about this one that she's wearing now? I know we're talking a lot about costumes, but we just keep getting nailed with all these incredible images. So she's got that crazy necklace apparatus on. Did yeah. you make that? Did you find it? I found it, but then we dyed it. It was. Um, it was white pearls originally, but you know, like for her, all her costumes were kind of like, pastel goth like that's kind of where i was um coming from and so you know everything was either pastel pink lavender blue or black and so we dyed that and um and yeah what was your idea behind giving her gloves all the time i love the look yeah i i liked um just the nails Mm -hmm. you know i really liked the fun that because each outfit had different crazy custom nails, which a lot of them you don't really even see. But um and and I just thought it was like, you know, witches, you want them to have iconic things. And so I kind of was always like she just always wears gloves with nails. That was like one of her things. It kind of and makes it, her look like a creature. Yes, yeah. like in each one, right? Well, yeah. I think you know it added like, so much. The the, the 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 gloves. Your idea for the gloves were just. I mean, it was like it that became, one was a hard sell. It was a hard sell. really. Yeah. Yes. Oh, wow. Why? Why would something like gloves be a hard sell? I I don't know, huh. but um, but we had to really fight. We had to really fight. For I those. feel like I could see Phoebe Bridgers wearing this costume yeah yeah like on that. stage yeah. <laughs> well and it kind of was like you know coming at it from like little girls playing dress up yeah, yeah. you want there's glove you know there's all these Full accessories, accessories. Yep. Yeah. So yeah so it you know it everything was coming from like a little girl's version of playing dress up as a witch how many versions of 
the costumes did you make? Were there backups or just one? Some of the costumes, there were backups. Um, Like this one, there was backups. The first one, there wasn't a backup. Um, Yeah. There's... Yeah, it just depended. So this... I, I'm sorry if I'm interrupting, but I no. do. I do want to. Th- this is going to be like slightly ner- director nerdy. Sure. About the we're talking about the vignette here. Not the vignette. This entire sequence when he comes in to read whether to decide whether she's going to kill him or yeah. Not. This sequence is my favorite sequence I've ever directed, and it's be and no one would ever think that. <laughs> We've talked about this many times. She's like, why? Why don't? Why? why? It was so c- complicated to execute. To not only convince the studio to let me tell the story this way, which was really weird, but to be able to hold children's attention for an 11 minute scene where they're just talking to each other in a room. Mm. It's, huh. We did this like a play. So we did this like a master. Okay. It, it broke up a little bit when she lifts him into the air. But in general, we went through the first take of this. We went through this entire scene. It was 40 minutes long. It wasn't 40 minutes because the scene was 40 minutes, but it was 40 minutes to, to get to get through it. Sure. To get right. through that first master of just like, say that line again, say that line, no, you're supposed to be over here. No, you know, like working through it. And it was so complicated. Just the, the dynamics of all of their relationships, the amount of things we're setting up throughout the course of the movie. Right. And... Are some of those 2D sets like painted uh, or here? Yeah, it's totally like a like a kid's play. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And then in in terms of so, the order of filming, it, was this an earlier scene or it, 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 it was sort of in the middle? But so imagine, okay, so shooting with kids is tough. Yeah, we have a a, 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 a shooting with animals is tough. We have an animal. We have a digital animal. <laughs> we have a kid who he's going to fly on strings, and then. We're going to like we're going to have a kid sit and read a story for 11 minutes in the middle of, in at the at the at, at the 15 or 18 minute mark of this movie and it's got to be interesting. You know? And yeah. and then then they're going to talk for a while. <laughs> like it's it's it, and 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 I wanted to do it like a like um you know when when I when I came on board it was written like an anthology where it would just cut it would tell the story it would come back. And I was a very afraid that that would make my favorite scene. My favorite scene in the movie right there. This? When it turns to color, that, that scene right there, yeah. freeze frame. Beautiful scene. Sorry to interrupt, but I had to mention I'll, that. I'll tell you a funny <laughs> thing about this at the end. I, I, I one, of, one of my favorite things about this movie, I, I, cut, I ended up ultimately cutting out of the movie. Oh, no way. And it's, 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 the, it's the payoff for that moment. Really? Yes. Huh. Yes. Because see, what happens here is... This is part of the nuance of setting it up is he says, that's what friends do for each other. And she hears that. And then you see her face change because she's like, we know later what her story is. But in that moment, she's she she's thinking that she's a bad friend because she didn't stick up for the people. Uh Right. So they have this disagreement. So at the end of this, they have this disagreement, this fight that continues throughout the course of the movie. And and. When we get there at the end of the movie, I'll I'll connect it for you what happens. But but yeah, I I, I added a piece that I ultimately cut when they get to the door. She she opens the door, you know, and they get out and they're like divided. It cuts to a matching shot of the two of them split right there. Uh, and she 
she's being messed with by the 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 smoke is making her evil and he like pulls her back by like referencing that moment and if they finish the argument in that moment and he's like it, it, it was this really sweet moment and it was like it was it was maybe my favorite oftentimes like the best things that you you shoot or like the best little nugget has to get cut because mm. it you know you know it it just there were too many endings and it was one too many endings and we needed all the that's gonna be the hardest thing to do it was so hard because i loved it when i thought of it i started crying i told autumn she started crying remember i boarded the whole thing i like walked her through it i was like oh my god that was so heavy and then and then i kept i kept showing my friends the movie and it was like too many endings too too, there's too much happening in the ending they liked each piece but it just felt too much yeah and the second i cut that one of the funny things about those gloves and her nails, the, the scene in particular, was she, it, it made her unfunctionable because <laughs> you can't hold anything with those gloves. Sure. You know what I mean, oh, it's right. like those nails and those gloves. So she and she was, I mean, she was such a trooper in every way. She's one of my favorite actresses I've ever worked with. She was so supportive and just like, go for it. And just, I mean, she couldn't itch. She couldn't do anything. She was just like handless. Um, oh, it's gonna and, be like claustrophobic yeah, almost. Yeah. yeah, and like holding that, but that this scene in particular in that set of gloves, I think those were leather gloves, me or no, those ones no, those ones were satin gloves. So getting the nails to stick on them was a nightmare. Um I just noticed something. So this is all still that same scene I'm talking oh about. Oh my gosh, this is still, this yeah, is still it's all, it's so all he's he's been <laughs> he's been suspended from the air, right? Yeah, already. Suspended from he's the been, air. Then now they're gonna fight. See, and, and that's like, the end of the scene there, or are you still? No, it's. I mean, we, we the, this piece was were, were pickups at the end of the scene, but yeah, yeah I mean that whole block of things, you know. And it was, it was. See, this is that fight that they start. So, anyways. So so anyways, the the, uh, the yeah that whole block was like. You know, we almost were putting it on like a play, and right. it, it just—I really didn't know if the audience was going to be bored to tears or not. You know? Oh, there's so much going on in that scene. There's no way. There's no way. And cutting to the cutting to the story, the playground, and everything, and that different look that we get to over top of it, and then and then for Natasha's eyes to go white and lift him in the air—it's exciting. I think uh, we have- this made me laugh. <laughs> this is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. Freaking cat. This was not in the script, okay? <laughs> there was... A, <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you this story. <laughs> this is not in the script. And I'm sitting around boarding this scene that was very complicated. That had a lot of digital cat shots. And I was trying to cut cat shots because I wanted to do some other cool stuff with yeah. Lenore later. And I was like... I was sitting there with the storyboard artist. And I was like, what, what's, what's happening here? Like, we just need a piece where, like, Lenore shits on him, basically, you know? <laughs> And then I started laughing, and I was like, "He's an cat. What if he starts like shitting on his sandwich or something?" <laughs> and, and, and you I, know, kids will think that's the funniest thing in the world too, yeah, right? I thought so too, yeah. right? So I, I have him boarded up, and I see the boards. He's laughing. I'm la- like, I we're in tears laughing. Okay, but we're we're wearing like face masks and yeah, things. Yeah, and so, yeah, you yeah. Know, uh, I have a giant like plat like face shields, and 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 so it's like so we're we're like 
crying and laughing in our in our face shields. And so finally I see the thing and I'm like, oh my God. So I have to pitch Netflix. And I'm like telling them what I want to do. And I'm walking them through the scene. And I'm like, and so then this little brown like nugget starts to appear in the air and it starts to get big, you know, and it goes through the thing and it the poop like comes out in the boards. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, they're like, is that poop? Like didn't laugh at all. They're like, is that poop? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, oh no. 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 No, no, no. no. And I was like, it's funny it's so funny yeah. you know and and they were like definitely not and and so i just kept, i kept pushing i kept being like look shoot the joke if it doesn't work we'll cut it out but like it's a two minute thing let's just shoot it and try it you know take the swing and they finally let me take the swing to their credit and then the second it was in huge i mean every time it showed like huge laughter huge they loved it like it totally worked but man they like they would not. No. It was like we're no not way. And and pitching that was so. Oh, I bet. Oh, yeah. so My hard. God. These books were they made for the production or did yeah. you actually? Okay. Yeah. These were all like these were all custom made books with illustrations of that era. I was gonna also add that. So the, this library, it took me a while to notice like the actual the sta- wooden statues of children in the library right yes. in, in the columns and then the floor has a lot of like spiral details right and up yeah. the staircase too it's uh it's it's all pulled from candy that's amazing it's all can it's like so all the floor tiles in in the house and in here it's all it's all this like candy spiral so we're all saying like candy is part of the magic yeah, you yeah. Know? like like keep even the ball that rolls in at the beginning exactly. that spiral on it yeah 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 so it's all it's all candy it's all candy shapes and and it's all pulled from like like not con- like not contemporary candy but like old vintage German candies like one of the things that we found was like you know those like peppermint candies that are in the plastic yeah yeah yeah, yeah they, they they had lots of stuff like that so we huh. used that we used um we used uh, uh yeah so uh, so so see that look look i mean you can see them they're little yeah. pieces of candy yeah like peppermints and stuff yeah, yeah. exactly yeah exactly. embedded yeah, yeah. in the floor yeah and then so autumn is this this is kind of when we see he's not wearing his his uniform anymore right yeah. his jackets his skulls everything's gone yeah he's trying to get rid of that old version of him that uh, that's turned him into an outcast you know he's he's just shedding all of that and basically the clothes that are in that house are are span different eras and you know, all the kids that have been stolen or throughout time. So I wanted it to be like mixed era, um, you know, but still. So did you actually go and find like vintage pieces and things? Like- no, because most of his stuff had to be, uh, we had stand-ins. There's oh, doubles yeah. of, um, you know, doubles, triples of almost everything that he wears. Hmm. And what about the nightbooks themselves? So who designed, did you sit and design like how they would look on the interior, like the type font, the way Alex would write the doodles he would do all that kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 We were, we were pretty like, I, I developed a pet peeve on Brightburn. In fact, I've done three movies and in, and all of those movies, the main character draws. Mm-hmm. And, oh, that's and, funny. <laughs> and, um, and so I started to develop this pet peeve where people make, you see it in movies all the time. They're like, oh, look at this kid's drawing. And then you see it as clearly an art school 
someone from art school who really understands proportions and three dimensionality. And it's like supposed to be this 11 year old who drew it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like no way. <laughs> so I really wanted to find a style that looked authentic, you know, to, to like, a, you wanted to look at it and be like, this kid's creative. He's clearly creative. Like he's got, he, he has something, you know, I- but, and the girl who I I don't remember what, was what her? her title is. I don't remember now. Yeah. But um, she was awesome. She was one of my favorite people on set. And our offices were like next to each other, and it was just stacks and stacks of night books. Like oh, she this was version, just drawing and I mean, she so was many just oh, wow. doodling. This, this just reminded me of eyeball eyeball explodus because it's not um, in the movie anymore, right? Uh, is there a I scene where she like pretends she's gonna blow his eyeballs up? I think that's, it's that's what I remember. No, I we mean, cut it. it. We cut it because we had he was to, levitating at one point, and she they uh, they she tells Yasmin to keep her eyes open, right? Yeah. The, the, oh yeah. There, there's a, a there was a really funny bit that used to be in 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 uh, this part where where uh, <laughs> he like he like what did he what did he do? He like spilled on her when he was pouring, and she looks at him. Like and, on, on Natasha? Yeah, yeah. He's like pouring her lemonade and she looks at him and he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'll get something to clean it up. And she's like, you're going to learn. I don't remember exactly what she says, but something like you're going to learn to like, you know, you're going to learn the mistakes aren't okay or whatever she says, something very like critical. And then she's like, eyeball explodus and points to him. And he's like, oh, oh my God. Oh, I feel like they're getting bigger. And he's like screaming and freaking out. And then she just starts laughing at him. That's hilarious. And it gets really mean because she just laughs in his face and he gets really like sad and he like walks out. Uh, wow. And uh, but we ended up cutting it because it was it was just like it needed him. It, it just. Do you have this scene somewhere? Like, can we I'm, see it? I'm sure Netflix has it somewhere. <laughs> right, right. I, yeah. I love this sweater that Alex is wearing. Oh, yeah, it's, it's very cool. It's so cozy. Yeah, it was, we got, you know, um, shopping this job. Uh, I mean, shopping every job is, always has its own things because it's like, okay, like, what are they in front of? Like, those colors that look good on them. You know, all the things that always go into it, but not being able to actually shop because it was the pandemic. So, in Toronto, everything was closed. They don't have H&M. They don't have, like, all the places that we have here that, mm-hmm. you know, makes just makes it crazy difficult. And then to find things that are look vintage, but that we can order multiples of. Yeah, uh, was was a nightmare. So and um, where did you end up finding a lot of stuff? Zara Kids. We just got really lucky, and that little stint of time, they just were on kind of like a vintage thing, and so a lot of a lot of his stuff um, came from Zara Kids. Wow. Or different, like there, we ordered some stuff from here that we we had one of the producers' assistants would overnight it from. You know, from L.A. to to us in Toronto, um, like I would like women's fashion that we would then crop and, you know, cut and resize to um, to fit to fit Alex. 
Is he have a? Does he have a Cal Crowley pin on his? Yes, yeah, he, he does. does. That's what it is. Him. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> well, I mean, to get to get stuff clearance, like like you know, for clearance was. I mean, sure, like any we, little patch, we were right? So fast, we were moving so fast. This whole thing came together so quickly. So it was just like, like we like. Like she's saying, like we just couldn't get those clearances, so we were like, "Oh, let's call Dave and see if he'll let us use the." Oh, pen it's so and, awesome! Oh, that's cool. Uh, um, I do want to say about his glass. I was going to say about his glasses. You know, we got these a lot- light up glasses or the one or no, his normal the, eyeglasses. The, his normal yeah. eyeglasses. So, like, we got a lot of pushback. People were, you know, people were very concerned about like Harry Potter and him looking like Harry. Oh, Potter. interesting. And, and and we that was another thing. Remember, we had to fight for the glasses. We really were like, he, he looked. It, completes the look yeah it does writer it does it does other people besides harry potter wear glasses (laughs) exactly (laughs) yeah that's how i felt as well well that's a good maybe it's a good sign because they they, we we need to franchise alex right we we gotta have his his look he's gonna be in all these different movies his adventures Yeah. yeah is this whole sequence color graded a certain way or is it lit to look like both. a person to me it's this both. this whole scene is like reminiscent of like the hive kind of right that look yeah. that black light look that you kind of pioneered on that one to, to me this scene i i what i liked so this scene was like this was a weird scene because like as scripted it like we could never do what was in the script like just in the time wow. and the budget that we had and also it wasn't the best version of the scene because it had so much. There were so many things going on. There was like this portal. It, it was it was just much more like the book. So there's like a portal in the middle of the thing that went to like nowhere. Wow. That they were throwing the things. It was just so many more things. <laughs> I would have seen that. And go. How the fuck am we going to do this? <laughs> it, well, it was just, it was more that there was there was too much to teach the audience about the space before the action could start. It, makes it would sense. take ten minutes to do it. And and to me, I was like. Okay, this, like this is where this movie's going to become like a, a horror movie in a way, and this was sort of like you're right, like the hive or something. But it's also like, just like let's let let's just like go keep going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and and uh, I, I it's funny because when we start when we started doing the when we started doing this sequence. The amount they're screaming, they're, they're, everyone was worried about, like, oh, how, wow. how scared they are. Interesting. Because, you know, they're real, like, especially, especially her. She really was, like, like, terrified. But even, I mean, you see how he's screaming. It's like, I, I don't know why, I don't know what it is, but I guess kids don't scream like that in, in, in contemporary. Young, wow. Yeah. Know, I didn't, or didn't I, even notice. Not since E.T.? Yeah, 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 probably, yeah, yeah, or Goonies or something like <laughs> yeah. that, you know. So the shredders, digital or practical? Any any of that practical? Well, we built a, we we designed it in Unreal actually. So we did all these motion tests in Unreal. Wow. Um um and and played with it a lot in Unreal. Then we sort of leveled it up, and then they print they took that model that three D model that we ultimately designed, printed it out, and then K and B painted it, brought it under the black lights shot it in these scenes and used it as like a toy as a lighting reference but then ultimately uh it's it's all digital though. and then what the kids are all stomping on that's practical right pra- some of them are practical some some of them are practical they didn't look that good though so we had to touch up the eggs they didn't digital. look that good and they did not work they didn't work they didn't <laughs> so spray. like yeah we couldn't what's we the could liquid s- material that makes them like blow up 
well what was inside i don't i don't remember it was it was like uv reactive paint oh interesting interesting and what about okay you're talking about symbols and things what about that symbol that's at the bottom of the night nursery this yeah that white yeah that's what's above the that's what's above the um the library the ceiling in the library and it's also the the thing the symbol that's uh it, it it, it's connected to the symbol when he walks out you uh-huh. know, that oh, thing right. that first mural that he sees so he's just trying to like connect imagery to yeah. say this is all sort of the same we're, rep- we're it's representing the same flag yeah you know the same sort of like which and does that symbol happen? actually have any lore to it or did you it, guys it's, make it up it's it, it's not made up <laughs> it's some kind of um it, it it's derived it, it's it's some I don't totally remember because we went so deep into all the meanings. I, I forget what it is. I, it's some alchemy symbol of some. It's some alchemy symbol. I don't. Huh. I don't totally remember what it was, but I was like, that makes sense. I, I, who knows what you know? And then Autumn, what about the? I love her kind of um, night nursery <laughs> apron and everything. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, just in general, like sh- like you know her. Her character just at this point has like lost all of, you know, she goes to work. It's she's kind of like a nine to five. And so I wanted it to kind of feel like a work thing, but also have a cool vibe to it that would show up the the, all the colors and like the adventure, like tell the story in the distressing of, Mm. you know, um, of it. And um that apron was really fun, you know. Just that was a really uh, of her costumes. This was my favorite. So yeah, I love I, that I, scene. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, <laughs> so I feel like I need to say something here, right? Which is, <laughs> which is like to me, this is where the mo- where this is where we really tell the audience this is like gonna just gonna be a little harder. I so yeah. like what you know when we first started talking, I was talking a bit about like all like my pitch, uh, uh, like that I gave to Sam and all that. And one of the things that I said a lot was like, I want to take the imagery. I want to take Ramy imagery. I want to take those imageries and, and, and bring that to like the family horror family, like dark fantasy um, genre. And so that moment to me was like, take like a, like an image from a hardcore horror movie, yeah. you know, like an eyeball about to be pierced. Yeah. By right. <laughs> but like kidify it and make yeah. it fun. And, yeah. you know, and one of the other things I said was like, look, we can't do gore in this movie, but we can be gross in this movie. So they can stomp and get goo everywhere and they can yeah. smush these things. They're just giant bug goo. You know, that is cool. Yeah. How did you do that? Are they on a platform? We're literally on a platform and we're pulling them very quickly through oh, the that's hall. Cool. And and we did a pass with the with the cat also, which made me laugh. Oh. <laughs> that's the cat, with the actual cat there, and oh the cat's God. like, uh, you know, that's funny. But see, like the movie to me takes like a very dark yeah turn yeah. from there to here. This is the other scene. They were very worried about how how terrified and how hurt Yasmin. Looked. Really? Yeah. I mean, is that because they thought she was in pain or something? Or yes. Really. Yeah, because this is a PG, essentially a PG movie, right? right? Uh, I don't know how the ratings work, but when she, yeah, with her eyes and stuff in this scene, it's genuinely terrifying. Yeah, well, we, I mean, thanks. (laughs) I love, I love (laughs) Natasha's. I I love when you do that to their eyes. (laughs) Are they wearing contacts, or is that a pure digital? That's all. That's pure, pure digital. 
but that's real, right? Lydia opening her eyes like that. Yes, yes that's <laughs> it's very creepy. But this they were like, I, I actually shot like four versions of this scene, and each one we we per the studio. Like before we went in, they were like, "That's fine. You can push her as far as you want." But then like, but then like, we need options. So yeah. I shot a bunch. Like, do it less. Do it less. Do it less. And the the version we tested. People love this scene and they, they, they were not afraid of it. And so they were like, so I, I, I could, I was able to push it further. Ultimately, they were like, you could push it further. Nice. But they, before the test, they were, they were terrified of that scene. Wow. But it's supposed to be scary. I know. Yeah. But w- what I didn't understand is that in PG movies, kids, <laughs> this was an ad lib. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> we were like, just keep being mean, make fun of her, laugh at her. <laughs> And the kids are so good the that. kids are so awesome good. in this kid, too. Like they really, you, can, you really so see grounded. them bond here too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they, crying and things, and they're just. But but what they what they told me was when we were talking about because I I've always only done like very hard R movies before, right? And what they so so when we're working on PG, they're like, you can't ever really think the kids are gonna die. Like you can't ever really think they're in danger. So that's the that's yeah, the that's litmus test, right? That's and the. So, and so we really made you know really you know really made. The, the conversations I would have with them, because I think that they were used to working in, in family, so th- I think they'd pull punches too on because they probably had a, a lot of executives being like, "Hey, like, you can't really be that scared, or you can't be that sad about it, you can't, you know." And I was like, "Let's go for it!" Mm. And they were they, they had so much fun with it, you know, it was just <laughs> like, like. And we got to talk about the score, man. Michael Abel's He's is. He's a monster. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so cool. Good. Yeah. He, he I, man, I love that guy. And working with Mike, oh my God. He's so talented and he's so like musical. Yeah. You know, what I what I said to him was like, cause because I had seen I, I I was obviously very familiar with Get Out and Us mm-hmm. and what he had done with that. Yeah. And I was like, but but and it's more musical than you expect from a horror movie that's one of the things that i think is so great like for us and get out and i was like i can't wait to see what you do with this like what how like what you bring to this you know and i knew it wouldn't sound like danny elfman i knew it wouldn't be that wouldn't play into that tim burton thing it would be a different sound for dark fantasy and he did it dude he i think he did such a great job Mm -hmm. Some of my favorite moments is when uh, I, I'm a sucker for whenever you cut to either the t- the titles of the nightbook stories or just the nightbooks title sequence itself when he just slams with those orc hits when it comes yeah, on out so of nowhere. Fun, right? I love that. I love that shit. He did such a good man. <laughs> so, that's so good. I, I was really lucky, man. I mean, the editor Pete, who he, he cut Brightburn with me, um, and Autumn. Obviously, I'm. I'm always lucky. I'm always I'm always lucky uh, uh, to have Autumn. Um, uh, uh, I was just thinking about this scene. How 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 difficult just doing this in shadow ended up being. Oh wow. Um, oh yeah. So what? He's just are, are you literally? He's like filming fighting, his shadow, nothing. or are you building it's a digital to digital sh- yeah, shadow? Yeah, no, no, no. He, that's a real shadow. Of him digital shadow of the puppet. So he's fighting nothing, and it was it was just a very complicated thing to explain what we were doing. Sure. Just hard. It was. It was just sort of hard. It was difficult. It was just. It was just like a difficult gag to pull off. Yeah. It used to be a very long, complicated fight. And we were like, we just fought the shredder. We just did it. We got to do it in a different way. Anyways, I, I got off track. I was complimenting you and saying how great you were, Autumn. 
And then, but then our production designer who'd like done, did a bunch of stuff with Terry Gilliam before us. And I was like, oh, I'm big, you know, wow. like, I definitely, definitely need to work with you. And, and, you know, just, just the whole team, our, our, our VFX, uh, Matt. Oh my God. Matt Glover. I love that guy. Yeah. I mean, me, I bonded with him and we got first, no re I think it was just cause the pandemic crystal, our VFX producer <clears throat> was like Cam James Cameron's VFX producer. Like oh, she was like telling us stories about T2. And oh stuff. man. That's I was awesome. like, tell me more. <laughs> Yasmin's look changes substantially in this scene, like a really soft look all of a sudden. Yeah. What was behind that? Because this is her, this is kind of her scene. Um, late, I mean, later in this scene where she really like shows her vulnerability a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I kind of wanted, I, I, especially female characters. I like when I like the duality, you know, it's like, I like when a badass character also has vulnerable moments and scenes and just showing both. And so, yeah, I just wanted her to look, you know, but, but her also, you did the same thing with her character that you did with Alex where you, you her her arc her clothing follows her arc. So when you meet her, she's in like work clothes. She has right. nothing about her. Yeah, nothing about her. And as and as his influ his influence on her, just she influences him. She brings that out of him. But he influences her and brings her personality out of her. And so, yeah, her personality comes out. Her more. personality comes out in her clothes. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Was this a difficult scene for the two of them to shoot just emotionally kind of the going back and forth? No, honestly, which what's really wild. I mean, one of the things that was amazing about her, uh, about Lydia was like, I mean, I think she did this in two takes. Wow. Oh, wow. <clears throat> They're both incredible. Like, and, and Lydia was obviously a little bit older, um, but she's, she is an incredible actress. Yeah. Like I, I told her, I told her I said this, but when the when the studio after the audition, this was the scene she did to audition. Oh, it was, and uh, this and like I think one or two other scenes, but this was the scene where I was like, Whoa. and and I I was like, I think this girl win an Oscar oh, one day. The tear man, yeah. And I just want to like be in her bio somewhere. Oh, I, you know, <laughs> I just want to like be like oh, and she was in this thing called Night Books a while. You know, I like I just want to be on her journey somehow and she's she she's so natural she's so good and uh, she's so sweet so and sweet so fun and her mom is awesome her mom's like, great yeah which with kid actors you can know be, yeah. can sure. not always be the case <laughs> yeah exactly we've been lucky we have been, we've been lucky. so lucky yeah that's awesome and what about the um, the miniature statues of the little kids and everything okay funny <laughs> so so like, again, it's just, it's, it was like, it was like a total act of defiance toward, I, I, I still hate those things. We really, every time you hate those, those little yeah. statues, I oh love them. We, 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 we laugh every time, oh, every time we see them, we're just like, oh God, they just, they, they all different sizes and they look like Pixar characters. <laughs> they're just totally like the wrong world. I'm sorry to whoever made those. <laughs> you did a good job. I just, it was like, it was so hard to navigate. 
the, like directing that and the way the process that we did it just didn't work i don't know i i i I, w- I wish I could just bring him to your house and you can have him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, was it was it something just about the approval process of like how scared they would look and all that like that detail? Yes, and and what they were wearing and it, and then it was just they had different designers working. Look at the different sizes, like that girl and that and it, just, I don't know. I that the close up it works in close up. It's just the wide when you see them all it looks stupid. And then we couldn't afford to have as many as we needed so then we started pulling in like antique things and they didn't match and uh, yeah. well the approval process was they took so long it was so long that by the time they left like no time to actually make them no time to make oh, them so, so you just they got, it, yeah so it was like you know 700 years of approval processes and 2 days to make them and yeah yeah it was that was tough yeah do you have to shoot a proof of concept and then show them for approval or do you just have to storyboard it or how does that work? Well, uh, it, it was pretty complicated because no one from Netflix was allowed to come to to, oh, to, yeah, to right. set and they're used oh, to yeah. like being on set. Yeah. And so, and they do have an <clears throat> approval process. So like I start designing a set and then I need to present them with those designs and stuff. And I had a really tough time with it. We just had a tough time navigating because I'm doing it over Zoom. It was tough. So what I ended up doing, and this is how, this is how I got every single set you're looking at approved was I, I, th- we had a lot of trouble with the concept artists that were out there. There seemed to be miscommunications between the production side or concept artists. So I'd be presenting images and I would be like, it doesn't, not going to look like this though. So ultimately what I did was like, forget that. Give me the plans. L- let's, let's put those plans into VR. So we build like this, like, like, uh, you know, rudimentary, like VR model versions of, of all these sets. Right. And then I threw my headset on, like my Oculus. I'd go into my Oculus, I'd get into a Zoom meeting with them, and I'd screen share my POV. Oh my with god! Them. And I give them like virtual reality tours of the sets. And finally, they were like, "I see it." That must have taken it. forever to do the VR, just a VR design of the set, though, right? That's it, not easy. It was so much easier than that. I mean, I mean, so I, I was able to take like. Um, uh, uh, what's it called? Po- not post up, t- not SketchUp. SketchUp. I was able to take SketchUp models and just interpret them to VR. And so she was working in, wow. in SketchUp. So I just was able to bring SketchUp yeah, right okay. in. And, and, <laughs> oh my man. God. Wow. Yeah. Now, was Sam any part? Like, did he come and visit the set and Sam oversee everything? Or? Because you couldn't get into Canada. I mean, they almost didn't let her into Canada. That, you that. couldn't get into Canada. So, and Sam started prep on uh, Strange. So he was in England and I was in Canada. And so we would have, we talked a lot in prep. And then once his, once his really started, mine really started and I started shooting. And so we would have like these Sunday meetings where he'd watch all the dailies and then we would go through the dailies and we'd talk about it. And man, there was one day in particular, it was like the third session we had. He was so happy with the daily. He was so complimentary. It was really... That's amazing. It was really... He was so supportive of what I was trying to do with the movie. And and you're, you're, you're laughing. I'm just... I'm not sure what story you're about to tell. Well, so I had this hour-long Zoom, and he was just being very complimentary yeah. the entire time. And I get... I feel like every story I'm telling it is like you. I, I look up and you're crying. But anyways, like the the he spent the entire hour to just talk about how happy he was that he picked me to do the. Movie. Oh, yeah, I love that. And and I close the thing. I close the my laptop and I look up and Autumn's got tears in her eyes and she was like, 
She was like, did you ever think Sam Raimi would like, you would ever have a meeting with Sam Raimi that was like that? And I was it's like. Just an hour long of him telling you how great you are. Like, I mean, it, oh, was, it was real. Yeah. I love it. It was crazy. That's amazing. He's awesome. <sighs> that is so great to hear that he's awesome too. Because yeah. yeah. he doesn't have to be, right? He does not have to be. He does not have to be. I also like the, the, seeing this movie from the angle of just um, anybody who has to be creative for a living. And the fact yeah. that you keep hearing, you want to live, write scary stories. Yeah. Where's the new story? Where's the new yeah. story? Yeah. Is there a part of you that feels like, that's me every day now? Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm Alex every day. I, I constantly <laughs> felt a bit of this. I mean, what I told him when we were prepping to do this scene right here. So yeah. this is a great set. It's actually the, the, the first time when he drags the thing out. Yes. I said, look, this is this is every studio meeting. Like, and I was <laughs> right. like, I had this one meeting with this. I, I, I went to her house, you know, and I'm pitching her this thing. And she's sitting on the couch like this, right? She's just sitting there like, just laid out like, like she might as well be eating grapes or something, right? And there's nowhere for me to sit. And there was like a little stool and I like drag out this little stool and I'm like sitting on it, trying to like balance my core while pitching this thing. And, and yeah. And so I, yeah. So, so much of this was like, yeah, you tell me a scary, scary yeah. story. Oh, Better yeah. be good. Yeah. It is the, it is like this. It, there is no easier metaphor or, or like, you know, better explanation for what it often feels like as a director. Cause people imagine when you're making a, like, I don't know, you know, indie, the rules are the rules, whatever. But for most directors, when you get into the studio system, when you're working with studio with an executive of some sort, some power, you have ideas. And what you do is you got to go present those ideas. You got to go pitch them. Yeah. And then they're going to challenge you. They're going to look at you like that. And they're going to say, you're stupid. <laughs> they are, they're going to do that to you. And, and you have to have a good response. You have to have a, 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 a justification for this idea or for that idea. And if you don't, you're dead. Now, are they just messing with you? Get into your head or no. is it legit? Like really like you're stupid. Like, Well, I think, you know, I think maybe some of them might think I'm stupid. I I, I think some of them are, you know, like, I think that it's, first of all, you know, they oversee the approvals for every set you do. So you're like, oh, hey, I'm going to spend a million dollars on this set. Why? Why? Why does why does the floor cost so much? Why do we need to have this? Why? Why do we need this? Like, explain it. And and. You know, it was certainly like that with, you know, you know, James, when I was making Brightburn, absolutely played the role of the studio executive. He wasn't, he was, you know, he was, he's my friend, my mentor, but he played that role to challenge me to be like, you, you to train me to know how to have a, to have that conversation with mm, me. Yeah. And to have that uh, backbone, that, that creative backbone. To that, yeah. To be like, wait, you know, why are, why, well, you know, why this, why that, why is that red? You know? Why seriously? Why why is that red? Why why are all these stories red? Why is that why this becomes completely monochromatic? It's red. His books red. Everything associated with his creativity is red. So so you could track the color red through this movie. There's no red in this movie unless it is a creative extension of his creativity. And the purest form of that is in his storyland. But on his book, it's red. You know, the drawings are red. You know, so so like it's all deliberate. It all has to be deliberate. So in a way, I embrace the challenge of that. Exec- of those executives yeah because 
it's 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 an external version of you know you, what goes on in your own mind when you're preparing like do you what are you saying it because you just want it or do you have a good reason that's fascinating and i think it's really interesting too for a lot of people who who might not understand like the role of a director necessarily and who think that oh you get a script you just follow the directions on the script as a director you show up with your camera you shoot it everything's on the script it kind of says what's going on but no it's so much more involved in that you really take on the project and you know, find a voice for it really right yeah i mean mean, it's so involved i mean how many times do you see great an amazing director do an indie movie it's awesome they have such a vision it's such a it's 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 such a unique thing that they've made and then they go make a studio movie and it's like it doesn't work and it's like everything you've seen before and it's because it's because there were executives over that i listen there's a ton of reasons why but oftentimes there are executives over them and 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 that's a, that's a complicated process to navigate mm. at times. You know, it's, it's this, it's this process right here. Yeah. That you're watching it. Yeah. The scene, yeah. You know, and, 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 um, that, that is, is where it can get, it can get challenging because you, you, you it's a clout based industry. Like, like, you know, if I, if I signed on my next, if my second movie was a $200 million movie, I'd be like, I have an idea. I want to do it like this. I, I think I have to speak to oh, this is a great, a second, great but, scene. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, for example, I, I want, I want, I want Lost Boys to play here, right? Because right. in, in in the book, it was uh, Return of Living, uh, Night of the Living Dead, and and then so the script did Night of the Living Dead, and I read it, and I was like, as a kid in the '80s, that was an old movie. So like this, like it would be like I don't know, I don't know that a kid would watch a black and white like you know, right? And it just felt done, you know. So I was like. Lost Boys was, you know. So, anyways, whatever. So, so if I were to go into it and say that, hey, I I love this, but what if we did Lost Boys? What if it was Lost Boys? You know, that that's when the studio is like, hmm, Lost Boys. Well, that's gonna cost us money. Right? Why, yeah, why, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, why, why Lost Boys? Right. Of all the movies, why Lost Boys? And why this song? It's not like they have a relationship with that song. You know, it's not like. It, it's like my relationship with the song or your, you know, the song, but not everyone, you know? Yeah. And, and so you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta sell them. You gotta sell them on it. You know, did you use it? Was that the original version of, uh, that, that's the original version. Um, that's the original version. And was and it hard to get a, lost? Reprise sort of thing. Right. There's a cover at the end. Hell yeah, there is. We'll talk um, about that later. Was it, was it difficult? Well, we didn't get the, I think what happened, I don't, I don't, I don't totally know all the legalities, but I think you need to get clearances from everyone. By the way, I, I ended up zooming with this singer. Um, really? Yeah. He, he, <laughs> he loved it. He was so stoked. And he was telling me all these stories about when he was writing it for Lost Boy. He was awesome. Um, um, but was it a bespoke piece of music for Lost Boys? Like that song was actually written for Lost Boys? It was. It was Interesting. Wow. Yes. Yes. We just skipped wish, over. A, oh, sorry. What yeah, were you yeah, gonna say? No, no, no I, I don't know. I, I, I forget. I, by the way, my this is my favorite album. This is your favorite album? This is my favorite album. The sparkly yeah. gloves. Yeah, it looks, looks amazing. It right. It's like that. It's like it's kind of punk rock. By the way, she's so Lydia's so good in this moment here, like being just very subtle and and just being. 
this scene was so hard. We just this was maybe one of the, one of the toughest scenes to cut. It was just so hard to stay tense. So, but that outfit, that outfit, I just I love I love what you did with that. That's the poster outfit too, right? Yeah, and the the sh- the, the shoulder explosion. The thing. shoulder things were a nightmare. Her hair kept getting stuck in them. <laughs> like oh, no. her nails were stuck in them. But it yeah, it looked cool. That is so cool. The sequence, any of the sequence work in this one in the dress before this, which is like all sequence. Did, was that like hand glued on or anything crazy? Like No, no, it's, um, it was, uh, the material was, you know, was, um, was bought like that. But um, the dress, I think the dress before is my favorite. Um, the one where she's on the couch, the, yeah, the, the, the full sequence on the couch, one, yeah. yeah. You, and you can't really, it, it doesn't totally come through in the movie, but like in person, that was just like the coolest. Um, you know what? You know what it is about. It's 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 a, a merger of like that outfit, which is like in some ways the most over the top outfit. Yeah, it's very like I'm not of this world. It's like I am a sparkly evil fairy person. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> and they're so grounded in this scene, and there's so much tension hanging in the air. I like I laughed so many times during cutting this because I was like, like the tone of this is so weird because they're playing it. They're like they're in dead out. Yeah, us, right? yeah, exactly. But, she has no idea what's she, going on. Yeah. Right. But they're, they're like, but she's like this like fairy tale like creature thing. And it, it starts to get very negative. And they start they start. This was the other scene that they were very worried about because I didn't have options on this scene to 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 tone down how scared they look in the corner there. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, I mean, it's almost like a domestic violence thriller or something, you know? It yes. feels very like, uh-huh. it feels very like, <laughs> like, I don't know, there's, there's there's a lens I see this scene through that I don't think other people see it through that makes me kind of laugh in a weird way because it's, it, it just feels like that. Like, they're in two different movies. I love the cuckoo clock. <laughs> <laughs> And then he, Alex is in like his full like so in his regalia now, right? He put yeah. that on with the with the battle yeah. song. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is like him reclaiming who he is and and embracing it. And yeah, being like I'm awesome as is. And yeah, that that Alex Purdy shirt. Um, he he gave us that graphic. Um, that we then changed the color grading on to make it more red. Oh, that's red. cool. Yeah, he, he he was cool with us turning it red because I was like, it's got to be red. Yeah. has to be red. Oh, that's cool. But why? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, things start to get like... like. I love this, man. It reminds me of my boss at work. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your new stories? Where's your new stuff? <laughs> I was curious, Autumn, having those uh, those nails glued on, was there ever thoughts of like trying to make them retractable or something? Like a Catwoman or, or a Black Panther? <laughs> Interesting. Uh, I, I, yeah, I mean, originally I was like, the things we could do, but because they were so not down with them it was such a last minute right. um like okay finally we got approvals you know so it was it's a, it's an inch it's by the way speaking of like the navigate like playing that role that alex plays in those scenes right that's exactly what you're describing is the sense of like 
okay, we won the war. We can have those gloves. That's awesome. Yeah. But I'm not going to go back and say we need like 15 grand for them to like make the things retractable because <sighs> yeah. right. that will turn it into a loss. Sure. Yeah. 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 Pick your battles, pick right? Your battles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love the way that shot. Is that, is that called a Dutch angle when they yeah, do that? It's a, it's a Dutch angle. I, I play with those. Oh, I, I, I only when it's like it's just. But my God, I don't know if you noticed the vial fell out of the cat's mouth. Yeah, we had to work on that so many times, so it was readable, so that you could see that the cat had it. And uh, but, anyways, the uh, um, uh, what did you just ask me? I don't remember. Uh, oh, the, the angles, Dutch angles. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I to me, I was like. We're, we're, I'm just shooting. I'm just shooting this like a, like a horror movie. Yeah, you know? yeah. Especially from this point on, too. Exactly. Yeah, like yeah. it gets crazy. Yeah. We were filming. You know, we we filmed the, when they go outside. We were actually filming that in like I don't know what month it was, but it was freezing. Oh yeah, in, in Toronto. Oh, in Toronto. Yeah, yeah man. It was. It, it must have been about now. Like, yeah. Like. Oh no, maybe a little yeah. later. November it was probably around November. Mm, yeah, it was like it was like October, November. Um, I love the score thing that he did here. Oh, it's great! It's, it's like it's that key is. Cool I love too. that key. Yeah, yeah. That key is awesome. There was a whole mechanic that I cut from the movie where you there's a second key that you turn and there's a part of the door that turns and it picks what destination you go to. Oh, that's cool. Ne yeah, it's. I think it's in the book. There's a piece of something like that in the book, and Netflix wanted. More, more locations like you know like oh so that you could create sequels like oh maybe if you turn to there like what does that symbol mean if you turn to that but it just added like so much of this movie was like I had to cut all these explanations for all these fantasy systems there's like 20 minutes in the movie was just like and then this is how the doors work right this is how this works yeah and the mechanics of to, it all so let me tell you something at the start of this autumn was like I, I was like one of the reasons I want to do this movie was for the was was because I wanted Autumn to do this movie. Yeah. Another reason I wanted to do this movie was one part of my pitch was like I want to sh this unicorn like I want I want to do an evil unicorn scene and I want to shoot it like Evil Dead and I want to like do the chase like I want to shoot it like Evil Dead and I like I just I don't know I I can't even put to words why I just thought it'd be fun to do that but I was so excited about it and we get there on the day they were like we can't afford a digital unicorn just straight up we just can't gotta be like practical it's gonna one. be a real unicorn real horse <laughs> real unicorn find one right. but real horse put a put a we'll put a, a um um a, a, a corn unicorn. Yeah, yeah yeah what is that called a horn on a whatever yeah. um and i was like okay um so we shot all this with a real horse <laughs> and a, a horse that no one bothered to mention to us that was terrified of cameras. Oh, and no. Camera oh, vehicles no. and stuff. So the horse is just like, I mean, go, going two miles an hour, just so slow. There's so, your evil dead look right there. Yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, And even the way this sequence is laid out, like, it's, you know, Sam will have those moments where it's just like, you're just waiting in silence. And, you know, the, you know, something's coming. <laughs> yeah. You don't know. Um, but yeah, so then we ended up having it, ha ha having to go digital with a lot of it because it just the horse was not was not did not come to play, and it was so sad because you know the sequence ultimately the sequence got smaller and simpler because we just, I just couldn't afford to keep 
what, how crazy how crazy did it get in your mind beyond what, uh, what ended it up got being? pretty crazy in lenore lenore woke up in his backpack and so then we have a pov shot from inside the backpack looking out the backpack oh, oh wow. and sees a, a, a giant scary unicorn on his yeah, tail and yeah. then cuts to lenore and lenore because lenore's all hot drunk from the from the thing oh, and it's like cool. oh and like passes back out and like you know it got pretty intense he he would was breaking through trees as he was going oh, it was wow. like you know it was a whole sequence we just but it when just, the horse wouldn't even like gallop, yeah, at it was all. like, We're like, oh, this horse doesn't run. Like, like what? Oh, that sucks. <laughs> so you're just out there and you're like, okay, I came out here to make this movie, you know, and then you're in like your favorite scene and it's not working and you're just like, I guess oh, it happens, though, right? Is there like a horse shortage? That's why you got one that was it's like, a pandemic. Yes. So you don't want to get COVID. Work. So, by the way, this whole house, I, yes. you asked me about that, that that symbol. The whole house sits on that symbol here. Oh, wow. And it, it's basically a summoning circle. And and so I don't remember what the exact symbol is, but it's all based on geometric. geometric. Oh, alchemy. there it is. There yes. It's all based on geometric alchemy. I, I don't know what it is. Could be mercury or could yeah, be, but it's it's something non-offensive, something that no one would be like disturbed by. Right. Not that, like a pentagram upside a pentagram. down or it's something. A, yeah, it's like it's something that kind of looks you know, otherworldly, but is non, non-offensive. Yes. Otherworldly. And so what are we looking at there? Is that a digital? That's a digital play. But here, now we get into practical. Here's a practical. We shot this whole, it's so funny. This, this set is so expensive. It felt like such a big I wanted scene. to take every piece of this set. Home. Yeah. It's beautiful. I wanted you wow. to. It's yeah. beautiful. <laughs> like even the stained glass windows yeah. and stuff yeah. with the, oh my God, I love it. And, 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 and. Oh yeah, this th- th- too, th- the like writing. A, yeah, that writing is like a, it's like a German lullaby that we found. Like That's creepy on the oven. It's like, it's like go to sleep. Yeah. It's like, it's like good night, go to sleep. Or so, you know, it's something like, uh, um. Would a studio go like, hey, what does it say? Like, I told, what does I told it say? them. I like oh, played, okay, it. Yeah, I played yeah. it for them. But yes, they absolutely. <laughs> every, right. every symbol. What's the wheel back there? What's this? What's that? Um. Oh, it's awesome. Contacts or digital? Digital. And let me tell you, that was one of the biggest, that, that was one of the things I had to, I was like the candy eyes, dude. They're, they look so need good. Them, and they didn't want to do them. They didn't get it. And then, and then once they saw them, they were like, okay, okay, I get it. But your, your hands are tied at times because you want, you're like, I see visually what it can be, but I have no way to show you. Right, like that. You yeah, know? yeah. Right, what is? Right. What are they eating? All that they're eating. Different... They're eating like the the, the, the gingerbread. Oh, what is it actually? Yeah, yeah. It's flavorless. It's fl- it's like a um j- jello with no sugar in it. Oh, okay. Like, it's a, a, w- what's it called? Knox blocks or what? It's like oh yeah, gelatin. Yeah. gelatin. Yeah. Is this on hydraulics? Yeah, it's on. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's on. Yeah. Um. So we shot this whole. Thing in like half a day right like three yeah. hours like the whole sequence because what's coming is the hardest was the hardest five days of my, of <laughs> so, my so what's coming is is like the, the, the shit you were most scared about right what what's coming is remember that scene i described that was so difficult to do by yes way, all practical all this is practical oh. wow all practical <laughs> It, it was like it has to be real. Is that um, a soundstage? They built it on a soundstage. Yeah, we're on a soundstage for all this wow. stuff. Wow. Um. So, so 
so all of this all existed on that. We shot this all within those five days, like this and 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 what's coming. And what's coming once he gets downstairs is the hardest thing. It was those are the hardest days. I mean, it was yeah, it was sure. sub thirty degree. It was like negative thirty oh, or geez. something like that. There was no heaters in there. It was so cold. And God, the set. So. You can't even tell how small of a space that is. All those candles are real, obviously, right? They're all real candles. And we're all wearing masks, white, white masks. And we do our first master of this whole scene because it's another story scene. So it's going to play out in the same way that we did that other complicated scene where it's like, let's just do this as a master. Let's cover it and then let's clean it up. Right. So, you know, a 20 minute master, 30 minute master, whatever, like really getting into it we we finish and all of our white masks are black because the candle smoke oh god oh. wow oh my god is a problem and we have I all mean, this ventilation it was a lower ceiling i mean lower it was ce- the, the, this the this. set is like this big with, with a low ceiling ceiling here every single crew person had cuts and scratches all over their head from all the candy and the and the skulls on oh the ceiling. my god and then they're breathing in like whatever carbon whatever the hell from the candle smoke right yeah that floor that you see on the ground there a couple times is that that floor right there it's made from what must be the most slippery surface on planet oh, earth yeah. everyone was falling <laughs> it like he fell she fell like we're everyone's falling wow. it was like ice it was like shooting on ice you have a real cat Real fire, real kids. You've got the smoke problem. You have this a very emotionally complicated scene to figure out that we're shooting. And then we have a woman who's she in her seventy? She's in her seventies yeah. in oh, that elaborate right. makeup, right? On incredibly slippery force, surrounded by fire. Oh my oh. god! Like, oh, is like, that ever a creature actor, or is it? Is sometimes it, okay, yeah. okay. So it's the wide angles that give the illusion of a bigger room, right? It's I, I use yes, yes. It's 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 yes. I I use there's a there's a lens I use a couple times in this that is super. It was like an eight. <laughs> wow. Is like straight. It was a rectilinear lens, so the lines are straight, but it's essentially a fisheye. So it's like, like, like it corrects the fisheye basically, right? Yes. Wow, that's impressive. I fell in love with it on a Steve Aoki music video. No, I love. Shit. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> nice. But like, if you're on the side of the camera, the lens sees you. Wow. And then we get her big backstory yeah. and the twist. Yeah. And notice, notice her her out her outfit is all glittery and like a little princess, right? And it matches. So we're so we've been. So this is another sort of story costume moment, right? Where where like. People were like, why is she wearing glitter and spark, you know, and it was like, no, we're, <clears throat> we're saying that all her out, the reason she has all these crazy outfits is, I mean, I, I'm. Because that was the girl that, that was got the girl stolen. That, yeah. And she's definitely, you know, stunted. Like she's been kidnapped. The reality of that is yeah. like, you don't grow up normal. Right. And, you know, then you turn into that. Yeah, you some <laughs> magic. You get to and, make your own clothes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, my kid talks about that necklace all the time. <laughs> <laughs> she wants it so Did you guys bad. have to make that or did you just find a unicorn no, necklace? that was... I think I found it on Etsy? Interesting. Huh? Yeah, it was very... It was like... 
that we put on a different chain and I think like added a sparkly eye, which you don't even see. Yeah, you don't even see all the little things. Mm-hmm. Was this was that room rigged to shake or was that a, a that's VFX? Just, this is all VFX, and uh, we, we dropped some things, but some of this is just yeah, it's all it's all just kind of um, uh, added in. Yeah, uh, we're shaking the camera though uh, um, a lot, oh, <laughs> and and then so, there are some things that actually are breaking and cracking, and and we had some like over the camera, we'd have like shakers where we'd be like making candy dust fall and no kickback on the scariness of what we're about to see i was really worried about that yeah yeah um um no no because at this point to me it really leans into that this point to me it's like sam raimi is attached to this movie you know what (laughs) i mean right right it's got you channel that vibe once we see yeah I, i mean I, 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 it's so great to hear that. Uh, my, my friend, I showed my friend Eric Vespi, you know, Eric yeah. Vespi. I showed him the movie kind of early on and he said, he was like, you made a PG drag me to hell or the third act. Yeah. PG yeah. Drag me to hell. And I was like, that's the greatest compliment you could ever say, because I told Sam in that pitch meeting the first time that I wanted to bring his brand, like his brand of horror. Like I wanted to sort of, in a way be influenced more than I typically am by his style, but sort of put it through my filter, you know, and, and, and bring it to a kid's movie, you know? And so to hear you say that, to hear him say that makes me feel like the mission was accomplished. You know what I mean? So it comes out of my love for Sam Raimi movies, you know, like that, 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 uh, that I really wanted that to be part of this, you know, like that, I, that I, I don't know. I just, there's so much fun in, in that, you mm-hmm. know? And I, yeah. I feel like kids are more open to the mixed genre. Yeah, like for sure. This is like emotionally, this is yeah. such a, mm-hmm. it's a heartbreaking yeah. scene. Yeah. And it's all him. I mean, it's like, we put the camera on him and he just like, I think this is the last story we recorded mm-hmm. of him. And definitely, and he just can't like, you know, the other scenes, it was like, we definitely, you know, the first one was like 40 minutes, you know, we, we had to work on it. We had to f- find the tone. He came in and just did that. And it was like, oh, like I was, I was tearing up at monitor. It was just so intense. Yeah. You know? Did he audition with this scene or any part of it? Uh, Yes. Yes, it was this. It was this scene. It was. Um, I don't totally remember the other scenes. Yeah, the plight of a the plight of a horror fan. <laughs> no one understands us. <laughs> well, it's it's interesting because in the book. The thing that really makes him sad is like people, he finds out that people were scared of him. Like they thought he was going to like Columbine the school. Like yeah. They're scared of him, you know? And that really broke his heart to think people thought that way of him. And that was very real. I mean, I, that's really what I ex- experienced. Um, I've experienced that a number of times about, you know, people just being like afraid of him. Right. Like, like you're evil or something. Yeah. And I, I just couldn't be less violent of a person. And, and, 
you know, I think Netflix was scared of that, you know, and, and, and I don't know. Cause when I came, it, it was, it was about this. Um, and to, to their credit, to the writer's credit, to the author's credit, to the, to the, um, to, to Sam's credit, they, they really encouraged me to make it more personal to me. Cause I was like, this, I've been here and they were like, make this like, like, lean into this. And so I, I spent some time with it. The writer spent time. Like we really were like, let's make like, what, what's the sting? Where does it hurt the most? What is the purest pain, mm. you know, here? <clears throat> and, and we really like just dug in and man. And he just, it was so real coming from his mouth. Sure. Yeah. 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 And kudos for Sam to making it, I don't know for just uh, allowing you to dig that deep and to appreciate and and support that and to care that much yeah. to let you go there with it right. is incredible. That's the thing about Sam, and it's the thing that people often don't realize about these these directors like that. They you know they think about that one shot in the in Evil Dead that they like, or they think about you know, and it's like you when you talk to Sam, you're spending ninety percent of the time talking about the characters, mm. the story, the tone. Like he is pure film lover film lover like storytelling purist you know he's a real he's a, he's the real deal this is an awesome awesome sequence yeah when we okay get to see so i'll tell you one of the things i didn't want to cut but i did i ultimately had to cut when that thing explodes you see you cut to alex and he goes oh and then it, it blows up <laughs> One of the last cuts we had to make on the movie, and I, we had to. This was actually this was not this is no one's fault. We just had to. He used to go, "Oh fuck!" and then and then <laughs> like, as if, as if he was yelling, "Oh fuck!" Yeah, That's yeah, funny. yeah. And it was so funny. It made me laugh every time I saw it. And and the, it was just that broke. I was like, he's just saying "fuck." Yeah, he's you know? saying the word. Yeah. And, like we're censoring it yeah. with the explosion. He says "fuck." Like no, no. Yeah. <laughs> That That's was probably the funny. cut that I was the most bummed about. Yeah, so, so funny. So is it creature actor doing this maneuvers when the witch is revealed? Yeah. So we never put, we never put the woman, the 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 seventy <laughs> right in the coffin in that coffin like that. Right. No, that would so, have been really morbid. Yeah. So that's a dancer. Like <laughs> okay, cool. So when I first read it, I thought there was something that could be fun and playful. If if like if if she's really rotten with like candy. It was like, it was like if 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 your bones and ligaments are like you know covered in Jolly Rancher and shit. Like, <laughs> like how, how would that affect your movements yeah, and stuff? That's and hilarious. so we were playing with that, and I was like, we need like a, a dancer, like a pop and lock kind of dancer. So we found this dancer to like do like these sort of more these more staccato. Yeah, movements. how long it looks like stop motion process? It was long. It was like. It was long. Yeah, I can tell. And the design That's process crazy. took almost the entire, almost the entire um, prep. Is and that we were designing her over and over and over again. And K and B came in. Nicotero saved saved us on it. You know, just like came in and oh. did an incredible job with it. That those guys they were. Amazing. Was it your first time working with K and B? Yes, I met him after Brightburn. He liked Brightburn, and I was like, no way, because I was so excited. And I, there were all these like subtle ways in which I wanted to sort of wink at the the Sam Raimi 
Universe. Empire yeah, universe. yeah. And I was like, we need to go to Nicotero. I mean, it's like Candy <laughs> built on Evil Dead. Like we need that's we need to do that, you know? Um, and so and so I don't even know if any of them know that's why I did it, but I was like so this is the scene I'm talking about. It's the callback the callback. Oh yes. Yeah. Um um so So what used to happen was like like the 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 storyline of vengeance that gets detailed in Natasha in in all of Natasha's journals and that she's like bonding with cuz she wants vengeance against Natasha the witch mm. who took her right and so that the we played into the idea that the 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 this magic that she consumed sort of warps her thinking also and so he leaves here but she won't go. So see how he just go. He just goes. Yeah. See, we just cut away. So we just cut a whole bit where they're standing there. She won't leave. And, and anyways, we literally cut back to that scene and then we cut to them and they're standing there. They, they like line up the shots identically. Oh, that's cool. And, and he wins that argument that they've been having the whole time. That this is what friends do. Friends don't give up. And then he grabs her as he the portal. The there's this portal shrinking around her and it's going to cut his arm off. And he doesn't care. He reaches through and holds on to her. Yeah. And then she... Oh, yeah. So anyways, there's this. So the movie moves so fast. I can't I can't keep up. What is, is that vomit oh, made of? God. What was it made of? It was something gross because they... It, 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 they did not like the way it smelled. <laughs> yeah. It was like dairy based, right? And it was yeah. sitting there for too long. Oh so. god, so, like actual food. So vomiting rainbow yogurt is totally fine? Yeah. Apparently, yeah. yeah. Anything so gross it seems to be fine as long as it's, it's not candy. blood. As long as it's yeah. candy. That's so hilarious. Like the the witch full on has like deadite like looks, right? In this in this yeah. whole end scene, which yeah. I love. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Totally Getting these costumes were really difficult because the the actual practical stuff wasn't sh like wouldn't show up on any of their costumes and for continuity we yeah. couldn't so all of that is like glue that we then put sprinkles on it was like my my it was it was a it was a process and heavy like it you know his his jean vest thing weighed like 15 pounds oh my oh, gosh wow. just because it's dressed up because with all the yeah because it's just covered in like wow. it wasn't glue but it was like a glue based uh latex it was like it was it was crazy and how long i'm just curious how long did that scene of that kind of struggle to try and get uh yasmin to leave how long was that scene when she cut it was it like we're talking three minutes or it, it, it was it was Maybe maybe two minutes. It was maybe two minutes, but in it was fifty VFX shots. Wow! That, like we cut so many VFX. I was gonna have to cut other. Like we didn't know what we were gonna do, and then I cut that, and it made it all okay. You know, then we then we were good, but that put us over. Is this the seventy six year old witch actor yeah, in yeah, this point? Yeah, seventy something. I don't. <laughs> It's so funny. I haven't seen this in so long. So great. It's so wild to see. So we did a cut of this scene that makes me laugh every time, but it destroys the fucking tension because 
we kept cutting back to the box, like moving around. In the oh, cat. the cat in the yeah. box. Oh, <laughs> like they're struggling, and then the music cuts out, and she's like, <laughs> and then like cuts back, and it was funny. Like it worked as a joke. Wow. But like d destroyed all the tension from the scene. Like oh, I love the teeth, dude. Candy. The candy, candy corn, corn teeth. Yeah. Candy corn razor teeth. Yeah. Wow, so yeah, with that scene and, and Lenore in the backpack, like looking at the uh, unicorn, it like even amps up Lenore's character in the movie even more with those two scenes, I guess, right? Yeah, Lenore, Len I wanted more. I mean, look, I wanted more Lenore. I love, I love Lenore, but every shot was so expensive. Sure. And, and like, you know, it unfortunately wasn't Harry Potter. It wasn't, you know, we didn't yeah. have that money. And so... And so I had to keep trimming Lenore, but there's so many fun moments with Lenore that, mm. that I had to, there's so many fun moments with Lenore, but we just couldn't afford them, you know? And I felt so lucky to make such a crazy movie like this to be allowed, you know, I wasn't yeah. mad about it. I was exactly. just like, you know, like, what a dream to make this, like, weird fantasy movie that, that, like... I mean, to push things like this. That was the shot I couldn't believe we were allowed to have. <laughs> You're right. Wow. No kickback at all. Just like, that's fine. It's candy. Yeah, that, this is a close-up. That's close. That's what that is, is cotton candy burning. And we, I, I basically kept saying, look, this is what I want to do. I want to cut. I want to, I want to get like, like lollipops and cotton candy. And I want to hit them with like a torch, you know, and just nuke them. And just cut to it like as if it was <laughs> yeah the way yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Not, it's just candy it's sugar caramelizing oh there's the there's the box moving a little yeah. bit so here comes that church's song yes oh right that when you yeah. when you and I first heard that you were just like I mean I was like this is I love that like if it, even if it wasn't our project like I love that song so much I, I still listen to that song multiple times a week I love that song did you did you ask churches to do this song yeah I, yeah I got on zoom with them and told them I was a fan and I thought they would dig this and I I, I we I play we use like a melancholy a very a, a song that had a kind of this kind of sadness, sure, it, or what, yeah. this sweetness, the sweet sadness, or whatever, you know, and it, you know, um, and so they got the tone of what it needed to be, and so then, I, man, I met, I think I met with them on a Friday, and by Saturday night, um, um, the the Martin, the 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 I the, the songwriter, yeah. the person who yeah. wrote the, this um, for them. Uh, he's a member of the band. Uh, he's hit me up on Instagram. He's like, Here, here's a link. Oh my God, that so quick. Fast. Holy wow. shit. And what they told me is that they dreamed of covering the song. They talked about covering the song oh my a God. million times and they couldn't Fate. find the, the right thing or whatever. Yeah, so when they heard, they were just like, it just exploded out of them. And then I, I you know, and that was it. I mean, I, I think I gave him one note or something, you know, and it was like, that's the, that was the, that's what, was what you hear right now mm, man and are they are they i mean are they horror fans Did they release like a horror inspired album after this right oh, at least they they, uh, they would he martin and lauren they, they would lose their mind here like they would love this place they would geek out with you they're film fans you would you would you would love them. oh that's incredible 
And now you really see the posters, right? The yeah, Elm yeah, Street yeah, yeah. and the, the thing, thing and the yeah. Dead Alive. I think, you, yeah, you see it all. Do you, do you want to? Do you want to speak? Do you want to speak to their their outfits here? The fire, their final look. Please. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I loathe. I loathe really that outfit that she ended up in. I hate it. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Um, <laughs> That's how it goes sometimes, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I like, you know, I like his. We used a lot of Alex. She looks great in it. it just, she looks great. It has nothing to do with her. It just, it, it like, uh, yeah. Did you have a different vision for it? And it was a, a just a, a timing issue or? Yeah, it, it was, I just wanted her to be cooler. I was yeah. funkier. Yeah. You know, I was like, what? No. It looks like her a grandma picked it yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> it, that's exactly, oh, it doesn't look that. Doesn't you know, it, it's like, especially during COVID, most everything we yeah. got had to be ordered. Sure. So it was like, and in general, the rule is never present, never present them with something you don't like. Right. But I was like, all the other options are so good. Like, they, they're not going to pick this one. It'll be fine. And, they loved it, and I wanted to die. It was like I it's like not as bad as you I know. It's, it's not as bad. It definitely it's nowhere near isn't. as bad as you think. But yeah, yeah, I mean that's the right. That's, but I wanted her to be cool. You know, it's like yeah. she survived all this. I wanted there to be a, a an edge to her at that point that was like really badass. Like right. I wanted her to have a bit of like punk. You know, like because she was in like overalls, I mean, the, 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 yeah, the work clothes. You yeah. wanted, to, yeah, yeah. I, I wanted yeah. her to be more like she had been influenced by Natasha, who definitely has a style, a style yeah. and punk. And yeah. so I wanted uh, like the sweetness that like she had been, but mixed with like she's she's lived this life now, and she can have that like sort of trauma, but affect her in a cool way which is like yes. i think an important story to tell kids of that like which i know this is like no one especially kids aren't gonna even take that from you know from an outfit but that you can you can go through terrible things and use that to make yourself cooler you know like use right. that as a you know like a cool thing instead of a bad thing and that dress is just fucking off. Oh. <laughs> <Hate> <laughs> what I find like it's oh, oh sorry I didn't mean to. Oh, I was just gonna say because the, the movie's just ended, but I, I feel like there's so many people who were such important influences on the movie that we didn't mention, like you know Rommel or like you know yeah. um like all, all the producers really and and uh I, I don't know I, I I I'm just I'm sort of quickly scrambling through my head and going who did we not talk about because. There, I mean, there's a lot of amazing people that worked on it that yeah, we, you just don't have time. That's, that's, true. that's always a, a thing is like, you know, so many. Mickey to me, and Tobias, the writers. They, yeah, I so, love they, the writers. They did such a great job with this. Yeah. I mean, it it could have it, it could have sucked. You yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah. like the kind of movie that could have just been like, uh, I don't know what this is. We, we were, really, they, we've stayed really... friends with Mickey and Tobias because they just were a bit of like instant kindred spirit. Yeah, that's, that's, you know? that's yeah. great. Like, now, were they involved, like any of your ideas that you kind of took of theirs and altered, you know, for instance, you know, to, uh, making the song uh, from Lost Boys or you know, the movie Lost Boys? Like, did they support that decision? Did they go in and rewrite things with you or are they just like, no, dude, make it your own? Okay, here's here's the thing. 
here's the thing. All right, let's get real. Here. Yeah, 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 get close to the mic. <laughs> <laughs> it's on now. Yeah. Okay, you want to know? Yeah. This is the thing about being a director. So I've written, I wrote and directed my first movie, and then I just directed the other two movies. And what's and and and, and I, I so I've written a bunch of scripts, and I wrote and directed a bunch of shorts and stuff. So so the two feel couldn't feel more different. So when you when 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 you come on like. They had been developing this script for two years before I showed up. So when I showed up, there was, you know, they had been working and writing and they had run into walls with things. They had explored creative things. They had this whole complicated relationship, not complicated, but they had a, you know, they, they went on a journey. They went on a journey. They worked on it for, <laughs> you know, the double the length of time I spent on sure. it already. And, and, um, and then I come in and I, as the director, you know, at a certain, you, I think it's, it's, it's an interesting relationship that directors and writers have because you, you read something, you don't know anything about any of the people involved. You read the script and you go, I like this, but I like it like this or this or this, you know? Right. And then you pitch them to the producers, the producers get excited about it. And then you're like, oh, now I have to go tell the people who worked really hard on this, what your ideas are. And that could go great or go terribly. You never know. You you could tell these writers, hey, this is what I think. And they could be like, oh, God, this movie's fucked. It's not our like, movie anymore. It's not our movie anymore. You took our movie. They could be like, this guy's an idiot. You know, you could say a million, million things. And also, I, as a director, could come in and be a total dick. I could just come in and be like, hey, good job. But, like, I'm going to just, you know, you could just ignore everything they have to say you could you know and and i think there's this delicate dance that you do where where you have to come in and sort of feel feel each other out and i think i think i always am just hyper aware that this is their baby and i they're passing that baton to me and and it now has to become my baby and we still work on like it's never not their baby. Like they're still writing it. They're still working on it. But suddenly now this new voice comes in and is like, Hey, I, I want it to be like this. And to their credit, they were so good about like really, um, uh, uh, like collaborating and really taking those. They were such great collaborators and they really got, and, and I, I could tell, they 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 were like, yeah, we've been working on it so long. Like your fresh take, like is making it exciting again. Like you have all these ideas. You know, we we didn't know we did this or like Netflix thought this and that. You know, and so they were so good about that. And also, the other thing that I really value about them was like I I like I like people that'll push back because I, I I hate the dynamic of like here's this director, just do what he says. That's not what I want. I want I like like if 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 I say something. Like, and you think it's terrible. Just tell me it's terrible. Like, let's talk about it. It might be terrible. You might be right. I don't know. And so, and so th they were like, you know, we would go, we'd get on a call, we'd talk through things and everyone's, they're the writers. They know this world so much better than me. You know, I've read it three times and now I'm telling them what I think it, it should go this way. And they'd be like, oh, you know, this, this, that, you know, they, they, they explain something and I'd be like, oh, thank you. Like that makes so Yeah. Okay. So this is what I think we should do. Never mind. Mm -hmm. Scratch mm -hmm. that note. And so. And so I, I try to surround myself with people who know how to say, Dave, that sucks. You know, because I'm really good at that. <laughs> you are phenomenal at it. <laughs> and you have so much practice with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it challenges you, right? It makes you better. Yes. 
right? I, Makes I, everything better. I like yeah. that. Peter, the editor, will be like, this didn't work, or like, this is, you need this, you know, and he, like, the, like I just I I don't I don't need people I don't need cheer cheerleaders I need people who are like we're trying to make the best movie possible There's no ego just like let's just discuss it does this suck all right you know now sometimes everyone thinks what I want to do sucks like in the poop thing everyone thought that sucked every uh, Winslow didn't I didn't I did you didn't oh wait you did or didn't no, no you, thought didn't. It was, you thought it was funny as hell <laughs> that was great yeah, yeah. I, thought, I know you thought I was it was like funny. if you guys don't put this in the movie you are idiots yeah yeah <laughs> but ev- will love this. everyone thought it sucked i mean yeah. you know many people they're like ah, don't do the poop thing like don't this is an elevated movie we don't need to do a poop joke in the movie and i was like you're old be quiet yeah. <laughs> the vomit by the way the vomit the yeah. vomit. No, yeah. they did not want really. Wow, they didn't want the vomit. Like you know, the vomit was like there's things, and there's sometimes where I'm like, okay, listen, I hear you. I hear you don't like it, but I like, I I feel very confident about this. Like this is this is I. We need to do this, yeah. and there are times where I'm like, yeah, okay, I I, I totally get it, you know, and so. You know, I, I, I just I, I respect the hell out of those writers. And, and so the whole point of what I was going to say is it's so, it's so complicated when you're when you didn't write it and you just come in as a director and you have thoughts right. because I have writer friends and some new they're like, oh, cool. The studio just hired a new director and now he wants to change everything. And now the movie sucks or what, you know, and you're like, that sucks, dude. I, I hope that. I'm not doing that to people. <laughs> does it, Maybe does I it, am. Does it make it easier, though, if, if there's, like, fantasy elements, like in this film, where they can be interpretive, you know, different ways, where you can kind of meet halfway? They could say, hey, this is, I think, where a ghost should appear, but you're like, no, the ghost, but a mist works better, and then you kind of meet halfway, and... I, here's the thing. You know? I think the collaboration, the back and forth that you're describing, mm-hmm. like, what about this? No, but what about this? That's great. I think when the compromise happens... I think that's ter- that's that that would be like filmmaking by committee. No one's really happy and you're being vague about what the story you're telling is. So like we start telling a story and we're like what specifically is happening in the room and the second you you have to like negotiate. No, it's not a ghost, it's like mist, spooky. Well, where did the mist come from? How what are the rules here? Like you're in like some new space where you're like what what is this? And it's like the key is is like look, I I I, I lose battles. You know, I, I, I have ideas that get shot down I or I get talked out of right. uh, I all the time, you know, and that happens. And I think that y- you keep your eye on the prize. What you want to do is tell the best story that you can. And you never like it's the, the comp compromise can convolute. I'm, I'm happy to be like, you know what? OK, you went on this one. Like, we'll, we're going to go that way. Keep the story telling as as pure as possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wish I had a better story to explain <clears throat> that because I'm not. I'm not sure that that there's that as abstract aspects of that. But right. like, you know, okay. For for example, the 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 exterior, the candy house that you saw. Right. So we went back and forth a million times on that, and and it was like, how how does this how does this exist? You know, who designed this house? Where did this come from? What is the reality of this? And, you know, all of those ideas led to an ultimate design that tells that story in the best way I can possibly tell the story. Like, I I try to use the elements that you'd seen in the movie previously 
and what's well, coming with the candles and stuff to say like all of this magic is connected, right. you know, but there were, there, there was ideas to lean into just more traditional, like let's do the like more traditional Hansel and Gretel thing. Yeah. Let's let, you know, and, or, or let's go like spooky cat, like the evil dead cabin with gingerbread or this, that, you know, and, but all of those things become compromises that you're like, well, what does that have to do with the reality of this world? Right. You know, I don't know. I don't know if that actually helped or maybe. Yeah. But. No. <laughs> Some of these things you just have yeah. to learn by like screwing up over and over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> so do Mickey and Tobias have like uh, other ideas to continue this story or is this tons like a one and, and done affair? Tons. I have tons and there's a book. Uh, there's a book uh, called Grave Books, which is a sequel to Night Books that I, I won't read because this is the way like I just get I get excited about things like I read it and then I get creative ideas in my head and then they're stuck in there. And it's like if they if Netflix wants to make another one, come to me. Let's talk. I'll read grave books. We can go from there. Right. But I just I if I read it, it's just it's just going to be me getting all excited. Yes. Yeah. So no, I'm like, I'm not opening that book. Yeah. Yeah. I want to. I want to know what happens. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. I want right? to know what goes on. And uh, I got it. I mean, Autumn. I don't think we've ever seen any costume designer who seems to put this much thought into character and emotional arc and everything that's going on. I mean, we've seen it in Brightburn. We've seen it in this. What informs that for you? Why is that so important? Like, where do you get the drive and um, the emotion behind fusing all that together in your work? I mean, honestly, like I cut, you know, I didn't go to school for for this, for fashion, for costume design. I'm, I would say barely a movie person. You know, like I mean, I've been so entrenched in the world that I've certainly become more of a movie person. But, um, you know, Dave was the first director that I worked with, and was the only director that I worked with for many years, and it, his. You know, I, this sounds ugh, so lame, but I kind of come from the school of like Dave, like he really, so it's everything oh, was can about. You, can you say that again? No, and I will deny Hold it. On. I just, can I get a copy of that to be my part? ringtone? Yeah, it's right. On the record, so. Go on. Um, oh God, I'm going to vomit. Um, so it was just for so many years, like, just us constantly talking about character and character. And I, I fell into costumes because that was, you know, the part of storytelling that I, though, I feel like the only thing I was kind of good at, you know, like I, I couldn't do any of the other roles. I'm a very visual person. And I like the thing that drives me nuts is things. And I'm like, what the fuck is that person wearing? That has nothing to do with like their character you know it's like i always like to think of like if you watch something on mute or in a different language that person's outfit should inform a lot of what you need to know about that character you know right and that's definitely just been years and years and years of like pushing characters forward but you know especially for me for horror movies is like I mean, all movies. I'm definitely a character person. If I don't care about the characters, I don't give a shit about the movie. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, and 
a lot of times in horror movies, I'm like, this person's such an idiot. I hope they die. Like, <laughs> you know, like I just, or, or they're such a nothing person. Please. We have too many people on the planet. Goodbye. Like, and, and so they're, they're, you know, um, yeah, I don't know. Their costumes are for me, just a way to be like informing you know, informing people of yeah, they have a soul. They, they yeah. each one has a soul. Also, I'll, I'll say, I'll say that I, I, I think I appreciate the 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 quote, and yes, it will be my ringtone. <laughs> but, but, uh, but it, it's not totally true. What what really is true, I think, is that her, her and I. It's not the school of Dave. It's more like our school to that. Like, like we started doing music video. We did 80 music videos together or something. And, and we had at times no money in those. Sometimes it was her and I, we were the, we were the entirety of the crew. Yeah, I was art department, yeah. crafty producer. And we would, you know, our first dates were going to the malls to pick out outfits for this band or that band that was going to be in this music video or whatnot. And, and, and so it was like, you know, I, I think both of our styles and both of our, both of our process developed not from school or AFI or anything. It was just from us working like that all the time mm. and yeah. having success, having failure. I mean, we've been working together, but I mean, we're married now, obviously, but for 15 years, 15 so years, it's yeah. like long time, you know, yeah. been on a lot of sets together. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, it's a, no, it's miraculous. And you guys have a really unique voice together, which yeah. is yeah extraordinary. I feel I feel lucky to have her. I worked with costume designers before her. Um, I'll never work with another costume designer again. And and it's not not because they did never say never. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> what a daunting threat! <laughs> <laughs> if I die, you'll have to. Yeah, I know. I, I was playing that out. I was like, oh, yeah. Wait, that's oh if you die, yeah, or <laughs> divorce. Oh, this is fun. Uh, um. <laughs> um but like, I feel so much of my, the, th the thing is that so much of my creativity and my, the way I prepare is in, you know, I guess is in our dialogue yeah. and in us talking through things. And I think that's true for you too. Yeah. It, for me, it's always like when I work with a different director, it's like, it, there's just so much more, you know, anxiety towards everything because I have to like present to them like in a way like it's just such a different thing where I can be like hey babe like in the middle of the night I saw this do you like this what do you think about that you know it's like just such a back and forth right where you know that's a, a relationship that we've established where you know you work with it's yeah it's a totally different thing it's totally different yeah wild well you guys thank you so much this was this fun. is amazing yeah, for i mean as fans of you guys in the movie this is incredible yeah, it's, man. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> it's like it's such a treat i, I appreciate that it, it was fun although i don't feel like we watched i like I, at the start of this i was like i haven't seen this movie since you know like we finished it essentially yeah. and uh i don't totally feel like I, I feel like we we were racing so much to talk. I didn't really get to watch it. So yeah, maybe exactly. Next yeah. Year. yeah. I, 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 I'm hope I have a dream. I've never actually seen this movie in a theater with an audience before, which is wild. Yeah. But it, it came out. Yeah. Right. When everything was closed. I mean, yeah. dri drive in. Did, did it even hit drive ins? No, uh, no. Right. It, to Netflix? No, no. It was only on Netflix. And the, the, the premiere we had was like an outdoor. It was essentially a drive. It was yeah. a projector against a wall, you know, and people were wearing headphones to hear it. It was not a movie theater experience. We shot this on the, you know, large format Alexa. So it's like, you know, it's made for, you know, 
IMAX. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. 4K, it's beautiful scale, and um, I want to see it in a theater with an audience one day, and and not this year, but maybe next year. Maybe we'll we'll rent a theater or have a screening somewhere. Or but anyways, that's my dream. Do that one day. I just want to watch it in a theater with an audience one time yeah. in my life. Yeah. Well, you listening. Let's fight for it. Let's petition. Yes. <laughs> Get that AMC. Hey, man, they did it for Terrifier, too. Let's do right. it for Nightbooks, man. Yeah. <laughs> Get it going. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right, you guys. Thanks again for doing yeah. this. Anytime. Thanks this is so fun. Me. Amazing. Amazing. That was the Buku Podcast, episode 362. Wow, that was a blast. Special thanks to our guests, director David Yaraveski and costume designer Autumn Steed for the spectacular Nightbooks. Being this is the first time we've ever done anything like this as a podcast episode, please let us know what you think. DM us at Tales from the Booker on Instagram. Let us know if there's other films or guests you'd like to see us do this with. Production tracks for this episode provided by Powerman 5000. Till next time, this is Trev, and on behalf of myself, Lauren and Leo, it is the Boo Crew saying sweet screams. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Boo Crew Podcast. Haunt the Boo Crew at TalesFromTheBooCrew.com. Tales from the Boo Crew on Facebook and Instagram. Follow us on Twitter at TalesFromTheBoo. The Boo Crew is Lauren and Trevor Shand and Leone D'Antonio. The Boo Crew is produced by Lauren Shand. Chopped and sliced by Trevor Shand. The Boo Crew is a TSP creation. Part of the bloody disgusting podcast network. Bye. A bloody disgusting podcast network. Home of the Boo Crew. Horror-centric interviews. SCP archives. Weekly full cast storytelling. Horror queers. Genre commentary from an LGBTQ perspective. And creepy. For disturbing and terrifying creepy pastas. Listen free wherever you stream audio and at bloodydisgusting.com slash podcasts.